I don't know. I was watching this interview with Jim Carrey and Jim Carrey was talking about when his, when he was younger, his dad was this great musician and his dad sacrificed everything for his family and just became an accountant because he thought it would be a stable job. So his dad ended up losing his accounting job and the family was homeless for like years. And Jim Carrey said, you know, he's like, why would you not follow your dreams? Like, that's what that taught me. Like, Ladies and gentlemen, the Kids in the Room podcast. The Kids in the Room podcast. That's right. That's right. Brought to you by Moo Faces TV. All right, all right, all right. Hey, everyone. Welcome to the Kids in the Room podcast. Today, we've got my guest here on the show. Yes, yes, yes. An amazing person. Tell us who you are. Tell us what your specialty is. Yeah. Well, my name is Maria. Uh, in terms of specialties, I don't know. I kind of feel like a prostitute right now. Like, what's your specialty? <laughs> yeah, you got to tell us your specialty. You tell us why what's you're my here? specialty? A hand job in the back alley? I don't know. Um, <laughs> are you going like to be that. able to air this? Are you going to be able to air this show? I don't know. Sure, we can really... air this. What, what, are, what are we So my of? specialty is my dirty mind i guess i i'm just willing to go where as low as i possibly can where no man has gone before um no my name is maria i run soul fed soul fed's like the wellness uh it's the netflix of wellness you can check us out at soulfed.com uh my specialty Cue the cricket sound effects. I have no idea what my specialty is. Let's find out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there you go. All right. So, yeah. Speechless. So, I've left speechless. you speechless. Amazing. Yeah. So tell us, you know, um, you, you're the founder of uh, SoulFed. Mm-hmm. Um, can you tell us, can you tell us, like, how, how did this happen? How did you uh, create this? Yeah, for sure. Well, I worked in uh, reality TV for a really long time and I was like on camera. I had my own show and then I was behind camera. I worked as an editor and a producer for years and I don't really like reality TV is the reality of it. And so I wanted to use my skills to do something that I was more interested in. And this happened actually right before the pandemic. And I just thought, you know, I've always been into meditation. I've always been into exercise. I've always been into, you know, movement as medicine. I guess the big thing with people who start things like this is that, you know, they're, they've been looking for ways to heal themselves for a long time. So they create things like SoulFed. So SoulFed is workshops with licensed therapists that help you with your anxiety uh, you know, boundary issues, but we also have nutritionists who tell you about gut health. We have cooking classes, we have fitness. Um, so yeah, so it's kind of turning into this explosion of, you know, a community of healers who like, I have the technical know-how to do it and they have the healing know-how. And so, you know, you combine those together, it's like peanut butter and chocolate, right? It just goes. Yeah, peanut butter and chocolate just goes. Yeah, or jelly. I like jelly. Peanut butter. You like jelly? Peanut butter jelly. jelly? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It works. Peanut butter and jelly. Any particular kind of jelly or? Nah, as long as it's jelly. Any kind of jam. That's your specialty. Works. Yeah. What's your specialty? I don't know. My specialty is uh, being a uh, being a jack of all trades, minus jack. Yeah. 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 
Yeah. Yeah. That, that, that's what I would say. Yeah. I would say that. I think you're pretty. Nice. I'll exactly. wait for the applause to, to you had to wait for that. Down. Yeah. Right. <laughs> no, I mean, no, 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 seriously though. Yeah. Um, you know, soul fed, you started it, you know, you went from reality TV show. You were also in like film and stuff like that. And yeah. now you're into soul fed and it's more about, you know, um, mental health, um, and wellness space. Right. And it's yeah, like, yeah. how did this, like, I guess like, how did this all start? How did you start out creating a company like this? Like what, what was the, uh, okay. precursor of the drive? Yeah. So I'm going to tell you the story and, uh, you and your audience can't judge me, but it's a true story. This is exactly how it happened. So, uh, I worked in reality TV and I decided I wanted to get out of reality TV cause it sucks and you work really long hours if you know, on either side of the camera. So I was like, oh, I'm just going to go into like the corporate.com world, right? So I started a new career in corporate America, like, you know, .com, like, yay, oh my God, all these perks, whatever. Like, meanwhile, like working like a horse, same thing as reality TV and realizing like just how lost I felt. So there's this psychic, there is this psychic, she's not dead. There's this psychic, her name is Lynn and she's in LA. And when I was doing reality TV, we wanted to pitch a show about her to the Oprah Winfrey Network. So my producer asked me if I would get the psychic reading. So I was like, yeah, because I love this kind of stuff, you know. So I was like, okay, yeah, I'll totally get the reading. So we go in and it's a two camera shoot. One of the cameras is on her. The other camera is on me. The camera that's on me is fine. Both cameras are static. They're on a tripod. Nobody's touching them. The camera that's on her just will not stay in focus. It keeps blurring out. So, you know, that's the first thing that gives me goosebumps about this lady. And then we just start the reading and she just starts telling me all of these things about my life, which, okay, that's fair. You know, we all kind of live generally the same life. So you can say, okay, these traits are common, but she started pulling out names. And that's what really got me was she was just like, okay, I'm getting this name and this person did this. And I was like, whoa. So anyway, fast forward. I'm not in reality TV anymore. I'm working this corporate America job. I'm feeling kind of lost. Like, is this it for me? You know? So I decide to call this psychic, Psychic Lynn. And she actually told me, she said, so at the time I was trying to start a, a shop, a retail shop for meditation stuff. So cushions, yoga mats, all of that stuff. And she was like, yeah, that's not going to make you any money. She's like, but I see that you're doing like cooking classes and like all of this stuff. She's like, you, she's like, you're going to start a website. And she's like, it's going to be in the holistic industry. And she said, it's going to be like you're offering classes or events. And that was just so powerful for me. She said, you're going to take all of the skills that you've gotten over the years in TV and in corporate America, because I was doing events in corporate America. And she's like, and you're going to use them. Like all of this stuff has brought you to this point. And so the next day I went to work and I was driving my friend home and I told her about what happened with the psychic. And she was like, what would you call your company? And I was like, well, it would have to be something with soul in it, you know? And so then I just, I came up with soul fed, um, ended up buying the domain and, um, the rest is kind of history. Like I just sort of knew I wanted to do something in the holistic industry, the, you know, and 
two months later, I quit my job um, and I just started it full time. Wow. Full time. You went all in. I went all in. I mean, that's sometimes that's what you got to do, you know, and especially like, I don't know, I was watching this interview with Jim Carrey and Jim Carrey was talking about when his when he was younger, his dad was this great musician and his dad sacrificed everything for his family and just became an accountant because he thought it would be a stable job. So his dad ended up losing his accounting job and the family was homeless for like years. And Jim Carrey said, you know, he's like, why would you not follow your dreams? Like, that's what that taught me. Like, you know, like you cannot follow your dreams and have it not be safe as well. So, you know, that was my choice, really. It's like I stay in corporate America and I continue to be miserable or I figure out a way to make this work. Interesting. Yeah. I mean, I agree with Jim Carrey. You know, why not? You, you could fail at other things that you don't like. Why not try failing on things that you do like? But I yeah. think also at the same point, there's a lesson to that. And I also think that maybe at some point, you know, Jim Carrey's father, you know, Jim Carrey wouldn't be Jim Carrey without his father. Like maybe right. Jim Carrey, I, I kind of believe that, you know, um, in a spiritual essence that some people are meant to sacrifice for your success. Mm. They're just created so they can sacrifice. I mean, so they can just be a sacrifice for your success. You know, they're just like, it's, it's just a part of the, the life game. It's a part of the mission, right? Everybody has a mission and, and a lesson that they learn in life. And so I believe that believe Jim Carrey's faith. father, I believe yeah. that some, some sense of a faith, yes, but a reasoning more of a faith, more than faith, right? More of a reasoning, a reasoning of why his father was there. Everything put, everything fits to me as a, as like a puzzle. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And a, a puzzle or, or, or like this thing, this way of building something or this, this building or, or this ladder, everything is connected. So I feel like, you know, um, Jim Carrey's father was born to fail and to go through those things. And Jim Carrey was born to be in that lifestyle so he can learn something. Everybody had a lesson sure. in a, that they need sure. to learn. And for Jim Carrey, sure. that if his father wouldn't have been that failure, you know, actor or comedian, whatever it may be, I can't remember exactly which one it was, but if he, if he didn't fail at being in the entertainment industry and deciding to choose something safe, then Jim Carrey would have never learned that lesson. He would have never been Jim Carrey. And so in order to have Jim Carrey, you had to have that failure father. That's true. But just to play devil's advocate, what would have Play happened it. if um, Jim Carrey's dad succeeded and then we had this amazing musician? Like maybe we would have lost Jim Carrey. Not that I want to lose Jim Carrey, but maybe there was, you know, this amazing musician that we would have gained instead. Yeah, maybe there would have been. But that's not how I, that's not how I believe it works, because when you have that mission that you have to be assigned to, that is up to you to, to your your mission is unique to you based on your cycle and who you are. And so for me, I feel like that could have happened if that was that mission for her, for his father yeah. and vice versa. But yeah. that wasn't their their complete mission, I feel like. It's like for them to go through different different lessons in life in general. Yeah. And so for me, they both had to go through those unique lessons to learn from something. His father learned something unique. What was that? He learned that, hey, look, there's no safety into you know, you know, pulling the safe job. And then he also yeah. learned that his son didn't play it the safe card and he actually made it successful. Yeah. What would he do next yeah. time if he has a next time? And you're right. You know, um, I, your environment shapes you. Like if Jim Carrey hadn't lived homeless, I bet he just felt like there was nothing to lose. You know, he's like, I've already been homeless. I've already seen the worst of it. So fuck it. I'm going to go to Hollywood. And if I'm homeless again, oh, well, you know, I did it. 
And I think that's the kind of like, there was a story about Sylvester Stallone that he always tells. And it's about like how he was trying to sell Rocky. And the only way he would sell Rocky is if he was attached to it as the lead. And nobody wanted to take him on. Like all of the production houses were like, nope. And he was super poor. He sold his wife's engagement ring. He wouldn't get a job. And when he was asked like why he wouldn't get a job, he said, I know, I knew that if I got a job, I wouldn't do the acting. Like I knew that I got to that point where it was like either like fly or die kind of thing, you know? And so I think that for some people, that's kind of what you need. Like Tony Robbins always says, um, if you want to reach the island, you got to destroy all the boats or something. You got to like, you know, destroy all your safety nets. And I think for a lot of people, you know, not going after their dream is because they think they have all of these safety nets. Right. And it's like, but the reality of life is that it's transient and we're not secure. Like nothing we have, nobody we have in our lives is going to be there forever. So we may as well just go out there and just see what we can do. I agree with you hundred percent. And it's something I always sit there and tell people as well. It's like, you know, for me, like, you know, you know, my father passing away early, you know, left an impression on me, but that impression allowed me to think differently and to do different things differently based off of that, you know, uh, action, that action of happening of him passing and the things that he did in his life caused a reaction for me. Mm -hmm. So there was lessons and things that I needed to learn from that to help me progress and to be the person I would be. Now, if my father was here, I wouldn't have done a lot of the things that I've done uh, the same. And, uh, you know, maybe I would have been a little bit of a, a sponge and, and, and just kind of like a, a little bit lazy, just hanging out, living off of daddy's money. You know? Yeah. I mean, that's the thing. It's like everything shapes you. Right. And so like when I hear people say, oh, my God, I can't believe I was with that person for three years or whatever. I wasted so much time. And I'm like, but you didn't waste time. Like that person taught you what you don't want. So now you can move on to something that you do want. It's like every person we meet, every person in our lives, every situation is a lesson that we're learning unconsciously. Yeah. People come into your life for either a reason or a season. Yeah. Right? And you got to yeah. figure out which, which one they are yeah. and, and accept it. Well, hint, there's a lot of seasons out there. Lots of seasons. There's, so. there's definitely a lot of seasons. Like, you know, in order for you to, to reach your goal or whatever that may be, or that lesson yeah. you need to learn, you're going to go through those seasons and, you know, sadly, there's just people who, you know, who are born just to, you know, go through things temporarily and not live on this earth that long of a time. They may be, they may die for a, a greater cause or for someone else to be where they need to be, or their life may be sacrificed in a way where they don't reach success yeah. or someone else can learn from that success. Hence this Jim Carrey scenario. So I, I definitely see it, you know, life being these lessons, yeah. these experiences um, I think people say journey. I see it as a marathon and a lesson and an experience. And you have to go through life learning that, hey, look, this is my lesson. This is my mission. And there may be different people that may be brought into my life to help me achieve certain goals until it's time for, you know, your experience and lessons to be over with. But that is it. Think of it as an experience. Yeah. Just well, on. that's that's the whole thing. Right. It's like and that's where we well, at least I know me as a human being, that's where I fail is the art of detachment. Like, you know, what you're what you're talking about is being detached and realizing that everything is about your mission and, you know, and just kind of going forward with that. 
Um, unfortunately, what messes us up is the human race is that we tend to get attached, right? We get attached to that toxic relationship that we know is no good for us. We get attached to that job that's sucking the life out of us and we just don't leave. We get attached to these things. Um, instead of being able to say, hey, you know what, this job, I've got no emotions attached to this job. It is what it is. I'm just going to look for something that makes me happier, that's going to fill my soul with life. We end up going with it. Why? We're attached. We become loyal to it. So, so I think what you're talking about right there is really key, learning the art of detachment. Yes. And learning that these hoes ain't loyal. <laughs> no, these hoes ain't. <laughs> We had to reference Chris Brown somehow. Classy. I don't know. Classy. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, I had to. I, like I had, to, I had, to, I I had to. I had to. I had to jump it in there. Throw a little oh. bit of. A, I had to throw a little sand in there. Anytime <laughs> Chris Brown is brought up, I know it's going to be classy. It's, it's got to be fun. Yeah. Look. Shout out to Chris Brown, guys. Much respect, guy. Um. Yeah. I don't know. Really? Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Whatever. Doesn't he like beat women? I don't know. I mean, like you know, or... you know. I, I mean, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't put things on people that I, I wasn't there presently to, you know, see. You know, there's always uh, yeah. two sides of every story, and you know, living and yeah. working in Hollywood and growing up in the entertainment industry, I've heard and seen it all. And there's just so much. And then just being in general a person of life, there's so many different ways you can tell a story. And you know, at some point, it's never right to hit anybody. Um, but who hit who and how much do they hit who? I mean, it's it, who's a man who has more power, who's the aggressor. It gets touchy. You know, when you start going in there, you, you start digging into things that we weren't present to really understand. I think what we all believe or we, we know that's present is that he was involved with fighting his girlfriend and he hit her and she mm -hmm. ended up with some scars and, you know, some bruises, which is horrible. And that's pretty much what we just, you know, we ride off on the story. But it seems to be also that they were both mutually fighting and there was clawing and there was something that was going on between these two. And we don't know how many times they were doing this. We don't know who is the primary aggressor. You know, it's, it's hard to say who's wrong, who's right. I think they were both in the wrong when, it, when these things happen. But, you know, as a man, a man is stronger. So it's always going to be uh, pushed onto the guy regardless of what it is. He has to just stand there and take it. And, you know, and no matter what happens, that's just how it works in the world that we live in, in the United States. You know, it's just the way it is. Um, it is what it is. Yeah. So I have no judge and jury over it because I wasn't there. But I, I've, I've heard rumors because I've heard rumors that, you know, um, being in L.A. at the time that it was over uh, a certain female um, and uh, she was calling on the phone and supposedly, you know, I guess you know, Rihanna at the time, uh, you know, knew who that person was and they would just came from a party. They were drinking, you know, or whatever or not from what the way I hear the story goes, wasn't there. So don't know. And supposedly, you know, she grabbed the phone and, you know, started clawing him or something because she knew it was that person and she started doing things or whatever or whoever. We don't know. I don't know. This is what these two people or what I've seen public, um, what I've seen published on the, the media. But as far as like what happened, who did what exactly, I have no fucking idea. From what I understand is that they were both fighting each other for whatever reason. And if there was a girl involved, that never goes well, you know, unless it's like an open relationship. So, yeah, don't involve another girl. 
Pro tip. Well, wait a minute. Not some, if some you're people, in a committed relationship. Don't do some, it. Some people like that. Some people like that. Some people like it. Yeah, I'm mm. sure the person that's cheating likes it. <laughs> Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm sure the person that's cheated on doesn't oh. like it, though. Maybe they do. I, mean, I don't you know. know. Maybe here's they're masochists. Here's the What's thing, the right? Thing? Here's the thing. Tell me. You know, I think. I think. You know. I think it's tricky. I think it's tricky. I think we're we're taught to think of things as possessions. You know, I think we're taught to think of things as possessions as mine, mine, mine. Whether it's a male or or female, we're taught those things, and so we're we're naturally you know, um, drawn to this, this is mine, this is mine territory type of thing. So I think jealousy and those things kick in no matter what in our society. But then there's some people who don't really have this. Which is great, you know, and that's fantastic if that's the life for them. But also I think, you know, monogamy and possessiveness tend to get mixed up a lot. And I feel like, um, you know, while they intertwine, they don't necessarily have to be the same thing. So like, if you want to be in an open relationship, great, no problem. Just make sure everybody knows that you're in an open relationship, including your partner, especially your partner. If you're not in an open relationship, then either, you know, follow the rules of that relationship or break up and find a relationship that suits you. That's my whole thing. Like, it's not necessarily about the other person possessing you. It's about you playing with somebody's feelings. You know, I think it's more about, ex you know, expectation, right? That's what, that's what, that's what the whole thing's about. It's about expectation. I mean, the word like about cheating. expect you not to put your dick in somebody you to do everything perfect. They expect you not to make a mistake. Yeah, that's it. I expect you not to fall and let your dick slip into someone else. Is that I don't think it slips, right? I don't think it slips. I, I think they, they they purposely managed to figure something out in this this uh, type of soul agreement. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. It's I don't been know. a while I think, for me, so it's all confusing. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, I don't think. I think you know what's wild. I think that, that you know when people talked about like staying with people for the rest of their lives, these things sound fucking crazy to me, right? Yeah. I mean, like literally, does that really fucking happen? Like, like even sure. when you read like when you read like certain religion, religious um, scriptures and things like that, whether it's Christianity, things like that, you're, you know, it's just God judges the heart. And so it's like, if he judges the heart, he already judged the sin that you already did. He doesn't care about what you physically just did. Cause he saw you, if you thought it, you did in his eyes from the well, way that I've gathered it. It depends on if, yeah, I mean, if so, you, how many, well, so how many people, no, how many people you can think caring? about killing somebody and not kill them. And then that would affect dead. us. But that you affects know? us. But but does that would that affect a, a a spirit that transcends through time and space and doesn't have a relevance of life? No, like but we the, do. the spirits matters to aren't us. aren't on this plane. We are on this plane. If we're gonna get weird, let's get. What you talking about, about Willis? Uh, <laughs> 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 well. <laughs> Um, I don't know. We just started talking about spirits and then I was like, yeah. okay, like, so we're in this three dimensional world. Okay. We're going to jump from monogamy to spirits here. So we're in this three dimensional world and supposedly our realm actually has five dimensions and there's two that we can't see. Well, they say it so, also can be like 11 in general, but go ahead. What? I never heard 11. Really? Really? Yeah. They, they say that there's, there's, a, they said they believe there's about 11 dimensions. Oh, 11 dimensions. To this realm or just oh not to this realm in general yeah. in general in general so this so where we are we only see 3d right right we only have 3d actually we only see 2d we only see 2d we don't actually see really real true 3d 3d 
We only actually see uh, 2D. We think we see 3D, but we don't really see 3D. We see 2D. So Death what and do lift. we Oh, right, 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 right. Depth we just think width. it. It's it's just formulated. Like but we think we but do. But we see length too, right? Isn't it depth, width, and length? So it's three dimensions. But we don't. I think it's like we don't truly see one of those uh, uh, those presence or those those metrics. We actually oh, see I everything see. in two D because we don't have two eyes. I'm gonna go with that. I'm, I don't know. I've never heard anything about that, but sure, I'm down with that. We so, think, see our, see our mind, we think that we see 3D. Like we think in our mind, like, oh, we see 3D because the way 2D, 2D looks to us, it gives us, the, our brains give us the calculations or the illusion that we can see in oh, 3D. Oh, so maybe it's depth. We only see 2D. I feel 2D. like it's depth, right? Like yes. depth is probably the one because mm -hmm. it's like where this table is in comparison to where I am is probably... You know, but it's all just an illusion if you think about it, right? This is all just a projection of light that's bent. So, like, who knows what this really looks like? <laughs> I mean, who knows? I mean, if you think about it, this chair that I'm sitting in, if you really zoom into it, it's like a, just a bunch of, you know, like molecules. It's not even dense. It's not even solid. It's just dense. So it's like nothing is really what it looks like. And I feel like going back to your thing about God, you know, judging what you think, I just think that, um, a, I'm not religious, so I don't really buy into any of that stuff. I'm spiritual, but I believe that we are God, you know, we are the energy that created us. And, um, third of all, I think thoughts are not who you are. You know, the one thing you learn in meditation is that your thoughts are not you. So you can have a thought, you can label it thinking and you can dismiss it. And, you know, if you're lucky or if you're evolved, you'll never have that thought again. Thoughts are just things that pass through us. Maybe they pass through us, you know, also going to our like psychic nature. I feel like we're all psychic as human beings. I feel like we all pick up on other people's thoughts. Like, you know, you've been in a room with somebody before and they were thinking something and you knew exactly what they were thinking. And you picked up on it and you said you made a statement to that. And they were like, oh, my God, how did you know what I was thinking? You know, so it's like we all have that psychic ability. So who's to say which thoughts are ours and which thoughts we're getting from the collective? Yeah, you said a mouthful of a lot of a lot of interesting things, but I'm gonna start yeah. picking up on one on, on, on what I'm gonna just spew back at you. I'm gonna fucking sure. spew it back at you. Um, spew, spew it, baby, spew it. Yeah, there we go. So one thing we're gonna go ahead, we're gonna look on this. We're gonna say we're gonna first we're gonna first level out this whole 3D thing so we can you know clearly define it. Um, you know, Google says. We are 3D creatures living in a 3D world, but our eyes can show us only two dimensions. The depth that we link, or excuse me, the depth that we all think we can see is merely a trick that our brains have learned. A byproduct of evolution, putting our eyes on the front of our face. To prove this, close one eye and try to play tennis. So we only see in uh, uh, 2D. So we do live in a 3D world, but we can't see it. So... It's, 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 it's actually both. I, you want to hear something <laughs> else trippy? Well, well, A, I was right about the depth, so I get a gold star for that. There you so go. I'll give you fucking stick for that. Yes. And, but we can only uh, see in fucking wait, 2D. That's saying? the whole point. We can only see in 2D. So it doesn't matter if we live in a 3D world. We only see 2D. 
Do, do you want to, can I add to that? Can I add oh, to that? Add that shit. even add that. weirder. Yeah. So yeah. there was this huge study done um, and they had people look at things, right? And so they would come in every day and they would see this frame of things every day. It was the same. And after a few weeks, they changed it around and people still saw what they saw originally, like the first day, you know, that's how they described it. So really what that test showed was that we don't actually see with our eyes, we see with our mind. So everything that we see is really, does that make sense to you? Like the whole of course, thing? Of course, of course. Yeah. Our brain, our body is run by, our eyes are ran by the brain, which is a central computer, right? So in order for us to see, we have to have the brain. The eyes really just don't, I mean, they're just a, they're just a, the lens. But I think the the amazing part about that was when I found that out, I was like, holy shit, everything I see is coming from my brain. So if I see something like if I see somebody doing something that I think like they're offending me, that's my brain talking. That's not actually how this thing is actually going down. So now like a really good thing to ask yourself is what do I know to be true about this situation? Like when you see a situation and you feel like, oh my God, I'm at work. This person's trying to take my job or whatever. Like the first thing you have to do is say, okay, what, what, what do I know is true about this situation? Well, I can't read this person's mind, so I don't really know what's going on. You know, maybe it's not this situation. Like we can't really trust our eyes to see a situation because it's biased uh, from our emotions. I think, I think that can be, there's some truth in that, but I think also at the same time, you know, we've evolved, we've evolved in this plane to be able to pick up on senses so we can survive. And so it's like, you know, these are, these are these, uh, the, the, the idea to, to think ahead, right. And to acknowledge and to perceive certain things are instinctful things that we've gathered out through, you know, the beginning of time so we can survive. Right. So in order to think this person may fucking be taking my job, this is an instinctful fucking damn thing that's in your brain. So you can just learn how to survive because, you know, you lose that fucking job, then where are you at? Right. You're nowhere. Right. You're, you're, you're back. A, you could possibly be homeless like Jim Carrey's father, you know, which nobody wants. So you have to have this type of instinct. It's about survival. Somebody takes your fucking fish. You know what I mean? You're in the plains and somebody takes your fish or you're fucking, you know, you're lying or whatever it may be that you're trying to hunt or, you know, uh, I don't know. Shit, I haven't been on those, those, the, uh, on, on the plane in a long time. So, but whatever it may be, whatever you're trying to hunt, your prey, this may be the scenario where you need that type of judgment. Like this type of judgment is something I believe that we gathered or we created a really long time ago. And so I think it's useful for that. Um, whether it's true or not, it's an instinctual thing for survival. I mean, prejudging things and situations, oh. it's, it's survival Absolutely. here. But prejudging and reactions are two different things, right? Oh, for sure. They're connected. So sometimes when we prejudge a situation, it causes us to react to that situation, right? So that's what I'm saying. It's like when we see things with our mind, we get so emotional about things. And sometimes we make it worse because we are so emotional about it. So if we're, then this all goes back to detachment, right? We're going full circle here. So it's like, if we can detach ourselves from the situation, like the work situation, like, yeah, I really need this job. I'm going to get fired. My gut is telling me that this person is trying to get me fired. Like, instead of reacting to that and giving them a reason to fire you, 
Like maybe you can sit back and look at it and say, okay, what do I know to be true about this situation? Take yourself out of it and say, okay, I don't have any emotions, which is so hard. I mean, this is something that I'm learning at the moment. So it's not like I've mastered it in any means, by any means, but, you know, taking yourself out of the situation and being able to look at it more clearly and then saying, oh, okay, I don't want to lose my job. I'm just going to apply for other jobs because this doesn't feed my soul. This doesn't serve my purpose. Yeah, money is important. I'm not saying money's not important, but it's just an energy like everything else. And if you're not feeling good about where that energy is coming from, it's never going to be a good situation for you. Do you know what I'm saying? It's like it's detaching yourself from that type level of toxicity to say, okay, what can I do to make my life better? Because sometimes when we get involved with the emotions, it just keeps us there. It keeps us in that low place. Yeah, those damn emotions. Those damn emotions. That's why um, I had mine surgically removed. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, you, you know? gotta get those. Who needs gotta get those them? emotions surgically removed. Yeah. How you do it here? No, I mean, I understand exactly what you're saying, right? Like, you know, we have to be, you know, in a place where we're cognizant of like reality in the world, and you know how we're thinking, but these are all trials and tribulations to each individual, how to control our emotions or reactions and the results, Absolutely. right? The Absolutely. pros and cons, yeah. these, this is critical thinking. So right. when we have critical thinking and we use that, it's actually a good thing that we're practicing that because we're never going to be perfect and it's okay to right. fuck up. It's right. okay to prejudge. Exactly. It's okay to make mistakes. Exactly. It's bad when you don't learn from them. Well, and you know what? Sometimes it takes you a few times to learn from it, right? It's right. like, for example, I'll just say, you know, like a lot of times like battered women, battered people tend to go back to the same relationship over and over again, or to somebody who has the same traits as that relationship over and over again until they learn that lesson. Unfortunately, with a lot of people, they're just raised in an environment where, you know, maybe it's abusive, whatever. And then they go into this relationship that's abusive as well, because this is all they know. And they can't, they're not in a situation where they can, you know, step back and look at the situation and say, okay, what do I know to be true about the situation? He hits me and that sucks. Like I want out, you know, and I want something better for myself. And what is going to make my soul evolve? Like a lot of people don't have the tools to be able to have that type of critical thinking. They've never had anyone teach that to them. And so that's what, you know, I really hope soul fed is going to be about like, I want people to be able to look at what's going on inside of them and know that it's possible to work with that. Like if you're feeling anxiety and it's overtaking you, it's possible to work with that. We can give you steps to work with that because you didn't learn that growing up. I mean, if I had something like soul fed when I was in school, I would have been on top of the world. I had no idea about all this stuff. I had to spend 20 years learning about it. So, you know, a lot of times people do make the same mistake over and over again because they don't, like, I think about the people in my life, you know, like my sister, we're from Detroit. We came out to San Francisco together and I was 19 at the time. She was 22 and she went to grad school to become a therapist. And I always say that I was raised by a pack of therapists because all her friends would come over 
and hang out and I would talk to them about my stuff and they would analyze it for me and they would give me these words to describe my emotions and how to process them. And I started doing art therapy and all of this cool stuff. And even then, even though I had those tools then, it still took me 20 years to get to the point that I'm at right now. So, I mean, I mean, I mean what do let's you just mean? be, let's just be honest. Let's be honest. I'm just saying, Okay. You have to always, this is something I've always struggled with. And, you know, and like, I've always had this thing about this where it's, I, f I felt like, you know, people go to school to learn how to, you know, diagnose certain people um, as far as like their behaviors or their mental patterns. And they try to prescribe this scalable uh, logic or self-diagnosis of each individual based off of these certain criteria. The problem is it's not fluid enough, Right. It's not fluid, why isn't enough. It fluid enough. Well, here's why, because somebody just sat around and said, okay, I'm going to study this person. A lot of people studied it actually. And they just said, I'm going to study this person. So we believe if you do this, 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 this is a result. And this is a result. Yeah. And it just, does, it's yeah. not fluid enough. And it's like, I think like, and not everybody does that, but a lot of people who go to school, they're just not that dynamic in, in the, in whatever they're learning when it comes to certain things in the medical or the, uh, uh, mental space because there's a limit to how they can perceive certain things right if they're not sure. really well like there's a, sure. there has to be a, a hint of you know i don't want to say it this way but there has to be a fucking hint of intuition that needs to kick in you know just like there's good doctors and then sure. there's great doctors and there's okay doctors the ones that are just sure. you know reading the books they can't figure out any fucking miracle things they can't they can't diagnose sure. oh wait i think it's really this you should try this you should try this this will work good for you but most doctors aren't like that and it works right Sure. Most doctors sure. are just like, hey, what does the book fucking say? The book says you're this. The book says this. The book says so. It's somebody else in the past who just wrote up, you know, some uh, ideas and said, hey, this is what I believe. This it's is not necessarily it's though. A lot of therapists. Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you, but a, you a lot of there. therapists. <laughs> we're gonna fight. Um, a lot of therapists uh, actually become therapists because they're so. They need you therapy. Know, they've got the, yeah, they've got their own issues. Oh, I know. And so, and so that's why they become, so I feel like there is, they're not just reading from a book, you know, but they don't even understand themselves is what I'm trying to say. A lot of these people don't understand right, themselves. But you're, not supposed right? to, you're not supposed to give yourself therapy. Like none of us really understand ourselves, you know, to that limit. I mean, they're not gods, they're humans, right? No, so, no, no. They're human, the, but you should have a rate. We're all but some people have a higher sense of self-awareness than others. For like sure. we, we grade Absolutely. this in companies. When you try to get interviewed, we grade how self-aware a person is of oneself. Some people are higher, have higher uh, uh, frequencies of self-awareness than others. And what I'm saying is, and some people have higher frequencies of solving, you know, problems and they sure. can be done through intuition and, and not just do, okay, I read the book. The book says you're this. And so this is what it is. Sure. Let me give you this amount of, this uh, dose of prescription because the book says this. Mm -hmm. Most people that I've ran through have typically done things that are scalable. They have these processes that have already been driven out and written, and they just they, they they listen to them and they just spit out exactly what they read. They just regurgitate whatever they read, and that's just pretty much their whole social career. Now they might have the degree to say, "Hey, I have a doctorate in this, and I could say that you're this." And so, since this person said this, then that's what most people are going to believe. But the fact of the matter, what I'm saying is a lot of people who are who who have these these certain degrees don't really have this deep empathy or self-awareness 
or this this way to diagnose um, in a more articulate way to be able to give each individual uh, a scalable, um, I guess, output. Like, like I just, I've seen it. Like people say like, oh, this is why they keep on changing things. For example, we learn things and things change. I'm not against these things, but I'm saying not everybody is, is qualified enough to really be able to do these things. But we, we think that we can just go to school and we can learn how to be these things. It's like, you can learn the basics of it, but to be a really good therapist, I don't think you can fucking go to school for that. I don't think you can. You can learn the practices and the definitions and the terminologies, but to be the person who actually comes up with this type of uh, logic, mm, not really. I don't believe so. I believe you're. I believe you're just you're born with that type of talent of self awareness and and being able to diagnose somebody really well or have this intuitiveness or empathy past a normal person. But then you add that schooling. You can come up with your own type of uh, patterns or, or what you believe, you know, are the common uh, uh, mental attributes that add on to this. I believe that because I've seen it, you know, even going to doctors. I've been to tons of doctors and they'll tell you, oh, go to the, oh, you know, I think this is this. Go to this doctor. Okay, cool. Well, go to this doctor. Oh, well, why don't you try this? They fucking have no idea a lot of the times. But then you go to a really good fucking doctor. They say, like, hey, look, I believe it's this and this is this and you should do this. You don't need to do that. Do this. Trust me. Holy shit, it fucking worked, Batman. You know? Yeah, Almost- but like you said, not everybody's the same. So what works for you might not work for somebody else, right? Well, what I'm saying is it's you're right, and I'm saying that. That's true. But I'm saying, like, people who have these uh, degrees in these spaces yeah. automatically are looked as experts. But a problem is I'm saying is most of them aren't fucking experts. Just because you have the degree doesn't mean you're an expert. There's, there takes a deeper a deeper uh, side of empathy and intuition and logic and reasoning to be able to be a really good one, right? Well, I think it's a little bit of both, right? I mean, I'm not oh, disagreeing with you, but like, oh, yeah. you know, education is very powerful too. So this is something that I get from the spiritual community a lot. And it's about like, oh, like intuition and like psychic abilities and all this stuff. And, you know, even to the point where people weren't getting vaccinated because, oh, whatever, on the spiritual realm. But here's what I will say is that, like, I do believe that we are spiritual beings living in a three-dimensional world. But I think that because we live in a three-dimensional world, we need to live by the rules applied to us in this three-dimensional world. Like we're in this three-dimensional world for a reason. So we need to use the three-dimensional tools that are available to us. So that means school, that means hospitals and doctors, that means scientists, you know? I mean, I know that like a lot of educated jobs, like doctors and scientists and therapists have been getting a lot of slack and, you know, lately. But I think even with therapists, it's like, Maybe there are some that are not self-aware and don't have the instinct, but there's somebody out there that's going to be a fit for them when they're a therapist. There's somebody out there that they're going to be able to heal because that's what they're really there to do. And I agree with that 100%. But what I'm saying is you have to have, if you want a really good one, you have to have both. You can have one that can help you and you can go to see them. I, I would suggest see anybody that you, that, you know, that you're willing to sit down and talk with, but not all of them are going to be that quality good. Some of them can lead you astray in the wrong fucking path, right? It happens all the time. This is why you have malpractice. Sure. If everybody was like, let's listen sure. to everybody what the fuck they're saying, then we wouldn't have malpractice. The problem is, is what I'm sure. saying is, if you run a really good doctor, you need somebody who has both typically. And I'm also saying on top of that, 
the problem is, is just because somebody has a degree and they say something that this is what it is, doesn't mean that is what it is. But we live in, we live in this, this binary world where it's just like, you have to believe whatever a doctor says or they're or, or just stupid. Or you, you can't listen to spirituality because they don't have any, like what degree do they have? There's a balance in things. I believe it takes both. Oh yeah. To be really good oh, at it. Oh, absolutely. I, I would never totally say. middle of the road. Yeah. Don't go to the doctor because I'm a firm believer. I'm the first person to go to a fucking doctor, but I, I, I go yeah. to different doctors. I never listen to what the first doctor says. I go to different ones and then I read it and I research it. And then I come back and then I say, okay, hmm, let me think, let me talk to this person. They seem like they had, I believe it's kind of this. They seem like they were a little bit more on the line where I'm at. And then I will actually talk to them about certain things I understood and that I read. And most doctors hate that. They hate it. They fucking hate it. But typically when I've came to the plate with it, they've typically said, hey, you know, that's actually right. You know, hmm, yeah. Okay, cool. Boom, boom. But a lot of times, for example, I'll, I'll give you a better example. I went to the doctor and the doctor said, oh my goodness, you know what? You know, uh, why are you here today? I was like, yeah, you know, I fainted. I fainted. I don't know what the fuck. It was. I was in the gym and I just fainted. I don't know what the fuck it was. I went in the bathroom. I was embarrassed. Didn't want any girls to see me fall down like a little girl and, uh, or a guy, whatever you want to call it. And I just fucking fell. I fell and I, I didn't want to be embarrassed. I didn't want the ladies to see me fall. I couldn't fall. I was a man. Had to be Not tough. in front of yeah. the ladies. Yeah. Be a man. Yeah. So I went in the bathroom and I fucking passed out like a little fairy. And uh, <laughs> I like fairies. Well, I was a fucking fairy that day. I, sit, I literally floated and fainted. And, uh, you know, I was I was I was I was fucking pulling out some ancient labyrinth, you know, David fucking whatever his fucking name, Bowie shit. You know, I was falling on the ground. And so yeah. for me, um, I, you know, I, I was in there and I was like, holy shit, this is scary. Am I just about to go? I'm just going to go out with a bang. But at least I went. Nobody saw me. And. I went to the doctor because after I was able to get some water and they told me, hey, look, we don't know why, but your levels are really low, right? Of like your white blood cells. And I was like, what the fuck does that mean? Mm -hmm. I was like, you know, she was like, oh, it could be, you know, I don't know. I don't want to say anything too fast, but we need to send you to the cancer place. Schedule. Shh. Fuck. Cancer place. What do you mean? Send me to the cancer place. Holy shit. I'm walking out of there like, oh, shit. I've got to start calling everybody because it's over. You know, it's fucking over. <laughs> but I was like, you know what? I'm not going to tell anybody. So I didn't tell anybody. I'm waiting. Fucking. So what and happened? Then she also, oh, oh, wait, let me add on something else, too. She also told me that my vitamin D level is low and that it was important to have vitamin D um, for your immune system. And the darker your complexion is, the less it's able to absorb it um, with within uh, efficiency and speed. And then the older you get, the more it starts. It stops uh, uh, absorbing it as well or something like that. Anyways. Mm -hmm. So she told, she gave me like a prescription of, I mean, she gave me like a, a dosage of recommendation that I can buy over the counter. I went and grabbed it, used it. And then, um, 30 days kicked in. I was thinking the whole time, like, holy shit, how am I going to tell everyone, you know, fuck, I got to go to this doctor for cancer. I take the vitamin D3 and I, I was, I was researching it as a time. Like what, 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 uh, did vitamin D3 actually do and what could it actually cause? And what I read is that it caused a lot of fucking things within people and also could cause some things within the body. So anyways, I just took that consistently. And then when I went to the cancer place on the 30th day, still didn't tell any fucking body. The doctor read me out. He said, Hey, I don't understand. What did you do differently? There's nothing wrong here. 
Watch this you just weird. drop right now. No, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I don't. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I always get checked. You're every like, six I'm months. healthy. I get um, always checked every six months. You know, yeah. I always check my health every six months, get my blood work checked for anything, anything. And you know, make sure my levels are and I, I feel like people, like, I, I feel like that middle of the road, you know, viewpoint, like, hey, I'm like one foot in the spiritual, one foot in the scientific, you know? And I think that those two are slowly merging into one. Like you hear a lot of things in the scientific community that really um, connect with a lot of things in the spiritual realm, right? Just even the fact that this is three dimension, like now scientists, I don't know how they tested this out, but now scientists are saying that when you die, you actually go to a higher consciousness. I read some article about it, you know, and this is things that the spiritual realm has been talking about forever. And so I'm not a huge fan of people who are like extremely one way or another. Um, I think that like when I hear atheists, I feel like they're just as bad as like super religious people, you know, because they're so religious about not being religious. And they think that everybody who believes in God, they kind of talk down to them like, oh, you animal, you uncivilized. I mean, not every atheist, but, you know, a lot feel like if you don't believe what they believe, which is not believing in anything, then you're wrong. And I don't believe any of us really know. Like, I think the only people who have it right are the agnostics at this point. So, you know, for me, it's it's really about doing the, you know, Siddhartha, the original Buddha was all about the middle road, right? The OG, all about taking the middle path. And I think that's really the key of life. Like, yes, go to your holistic healer, right? Get your stuff, eat healthy. If you're going to the therapist and you're depressed and they're, you're just talking to them, but meanwhile, you go home and you eat a bunch of junk food and you drink a bunch of alcohol and you don't exercise and you sit in the dark, guess what? You're never going to get healthy. That's what it's like a wheel, right? Like there's like 10 things on that wheel that you need to like constantly be working at your relationships, your finances, your, you know, family, all of that stuff. So, um, yeah, I don't know. I'm, 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 I'm all for it. I'm all for it. You know, the spiritual world. I mean, here's the thing, you know, for me, I'm not a person and it's, it's odd. It's odd. I'm a person more of who leans towards the logic side and the reasoning side and proof and validity, right? I, I work in more of the technical scientific space, if you will. Sure. So when I'm always looking to measure things, you know, I'm not looking for just like these spiritual things. But when I get stuck at a point where there's something that I seen and I saw repetitiously happen, but I have no explanation, I have to pause and I have to think logically, well, hold a minute, wait a second this fucking happened. I have no explanation to this. This maybe this could be, there is a possibility for these things. But then I also know the things that I've seen and my reality of, of things that I've experienced in my uh, lifetime. And so it's like, has that ever fucked me in any way? And if it hasn't, then I don't know how to explain this, but let me ride on this because I've not seen it. Fuck me in my lifetime. And I've seen other people tell me these things and they were fucking wrong. And I went with my, gut or what this emotion that I feel. And these people had these, you know, um, you know, expertise in these fields and they were telling me all the time the wrong shit, even for example, mechanics, same shit. I was always going to mechanics and they'd go there. They, they plug in the machine. They say, yeah, I think it was this and this and this, the generic mechanics would always tell you some fucking bullshit. And then you get a really good mechanic. He'd be like, ah, it's your radiator. Oh, it's your serpentine belt. Oh, it's your rods. 
yeah, you need to change them out. He would just listen to that shit. He would know. He would just crank your clock. He's like, he can feel the vibrations of that shit and be like, nah, this is your fucking, your rudders are fucking up. Yeah. Right? Your yeah. spark plugs. He's got an instinct changed. for it. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. He can feel, he can spirit. It's almost like he can yeah. spiritually feel what the fuck's yeah. going on in that car. This yeah. is the same thing I'm talking about. But most yeah. of the fucking mechanics that I go to, they would always tell people, and I would go with tons of women all the time. They'd be like, hey, can you come to me to fucking mechanic? They told me I have to pay $5,000 or buy a whole new engine. I'm like, what, dude? I go with them and all the time these 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 mechanics are like, nah, you need to do this. It's gonna cost like a thousand dollars for the diagnosis and all this other shit. And we don't even know if that's it. And it could be that and it cannot even be that. We have to might have to replace the whole thing, blah, blah, blah. And so it's just like a money pit. And then they fix it and they call their parents and their parents put money into it, and then the fucking thing break and they have to buy a whole new car if they spent like five thousand dollars on repairs on some bullshit. And it's like, wait a minute here, what are we doing? The yeah. people are the experts aren't fucking always the experts. So what yeah. I used to do is I gained a fucking, I started using my spidey sense even in that. I would go to the fucking like auto zones and I would fucking go there, tell them to put the machine in and tell me what they thought was wrong with the car. And they would run it because this was for free at the time. And you could plug it in, they would run it. They would say, I, it's three issues that it could possibly be. We don't know. And I would say, hmm, I would grab a fucking book and I would read it and I was like, hmm, I would look at the three suggestions that they possibly or recommendations that they think it might be. And they weren't sure. And I would read through them and I was like, hmm, look at the manual. It's like, hmm, I think it's this one. Then I go home and I research, you know, what uh, tools I might need to do this. And then I would go home. I'd fucking literally open up the fucking engine and I would do it my fucking self. And guess what? That motherfucker was working. And I did it for $200 when this fucker wanted to charge me two grand. And he didn't even know what the problem was. I was like, dude, I can't rely on these fucking people yeah. to tell me yeah. <laughs> what the fuck is wrong yeah. with stuff. Because they're always lying yeah. to me or they're not wrong, but they're they're experts. Yeah. They're the fucking experts. Yeah. So it's not to the point where, where I don't believe in science. I believe in the fucking science. I use it as a tool, but I just don't believe that all the people are intelligent enough to articulate what the root problem is. Sure. Because they're just they're copying pasting whatever they learned from school. Oh, a lot of people are just reading from a script. Yeah, like, but they don't understand what the like, fuck they're yeah. doing. This yeah. is this is the thing I had a problem with when I was in school. A lot of people didn't understand what they were doing. They were just doing algebra, just to do algebra. I'm like, but what can you use that shit for? Like, why yeah. do you need that? And like, what are you going to use this for? Like, or how do you know this is the exact way to do this? And like, how is this useful for you? And most people didn't fucking know. They were just like, hey, dude, I'll just do it for the grade. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, because we're taught <laughs> from an early age to follow instructions, right? That's it. Follow instructions or get in trouble. Follow instructions or get in trouble. So, I mean, now, like, I feel like kids are being raised so much differently than they were back in the day. But, like, you know, like, I remember me growing up. I mean, granted, my parents were from Greece and they were pretty strict. But, like, even, okay, so when I was a kid, I was ambidextrous, right? And so my, my mom's teacher, ambidextrous, by the way, Jim and I, yep. Oh, really? My, my, um, my teacher saw me writing with both my hands and she freaked out. And she told my parents that they needed to train me to write with my right hand because if they didn't, um, I would be a loser the rest of my life or whatever, you know? And so they did, they taught me to write with my, just my right hand. And like now the science is coming out that people who are, you know, ambidextrous, they have, they've got like all of these, you know, attributes. And so I just like from an early age, we're just taught to like follow instructions like, okay, and now I guess I just write with my right hand instead of writing with both of them. Okay, now I'm just going to take this math class, even though I don't know what it's going to do for my, my future. I mean, really, what they should be teaching us in school is finances. Like, hey, 
How do we deal with our finances? Because that's something that we need for the rest of our lives, right? But we don't. We don't actually learn the things that we need to learn. And hopefully that's changing. And hopefully that will keep changing because I do see things opening up. And I think that the pandemic has really done this as well. Like a lot of stuff has come to the surface, you know? And people now are just like realizing like, holy shit, all of this stuff has been a mess for so long, but we've just been keeping it down. Now it's all out in the open. We're just calling it out. I totally forget what my point is, but I did have a point and it was awesome. So there you go. I get your point and I understand it. I think kind of yeah. what you were, you were going on is these variances of being of, of, of ways of teaching people and teaching people things are wrong. And this is where it comes. It goes back around in a circle of the things that I was saying earlier is that we have these, you know, these, these, these lessons and these rules, but it's like, who originally wrote these rules and how are you sure that they're correct on what they were saying? So this is, so you're yeah. going to school to learn rules from somebody yeah. else who was sitting down, who was articulate and who was intelligent, who they believed. Um, and, you know, could, you know, you know, have a critical way of thinking just like I can and made a book of it and said, I studied this and I studied this. And now you research whatever they fucking said. And then you say but it's we didn't the truth. Learn critical, we didn't learn critical thinking. I mean, you learned no. critical thinking because maybe it was, maybe you were born with it. Maybe somebody in your life taught you it. I don't know. But like, I was born you with know, it. I was born with it. I was, I was like that since I was six months years old. <laughs> maybe he's I was born with months, it. I was a critical maybe thinker. it's Maybelline. I don't know. I don't it's know. Maybelline. It's uh, fucking Maybelline. You're like, why do I need this bottle? Tell me why I, mean, I need this like, bottle. I told you before, on and off, when I was six months years old, I remember sitting in my fucking swing. They, you wind the shit up. Yeah, that's crazy. That's and crazy I, that you I, that I literally, that was my first time of thinking of consciousness and, you know, being critical is where I figured out that these green peas that my mom's feeding me with this fucking Gerber spoon with a little white tip on top of it, you know, and versus the vegetables, I mean, versus the, uh, the sweets and the pears and stuff like that, that I like, this made me fucking, you know, it made me constipate it. So I just had me a fucking, I had me a critical thinking point where I said, you know what? I realized that my stomach feels whenever I'm eating this, that green shit, you know, uh -huh. and said, so it's a shit I don't like. So, you know what? Tomorrow. This is baby I, you. Baby. This is baby. This is, is, is roughly around six months years old. I couldn't walk. I was still in the fucking swing. My mom, my legs were still bent. Mom had to put me in there, blah, 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 whatever. This is what I thought of. I said, you know what I'm going to fucking do? I'm going to eat all that shit tomorrow for her making for, you know, to punish her for giving me all that green shit that I don't want to fucking eat. That's gross. And I couldn't do anything about it. I couldn't, I couldn't speak. I couldn't say, no, don't give me that shit. And, and, and I don't think that would even listen with work with my mom. My mom would fucking no, you're going to do that regardless if that was even possible. <laughs> mom was very strict. Anyhow, this is what happened. So uh, the next day I just kept on eating it. And, you know, my diaper just, you know, ran after she left out the door and spinned it and let the little music play. And, uh, and I just, you know, let all the green stuff spread through my legs and got onto my socks. My mom screamed and she changed my diaper and I started laughing and she said, you're laughing. Oh, you're laughing. You must have meant to do that. Did you think of that? And she was laughing, but she was also screaming. But she re didn't realize that at that point in the, of time that I actually was acknowledging everything that was going on. So to me, that was my first point of critical thinking. So I think I've been, since I can remember, of consciousness having critical moments. Now, of course, not all through my life have I been a critical thinker. Sometimes I do shit that I don't scale. I do stupid shit. And I'm not trying to think critical because it's just fun not to do that. It's, it's, it's exhausting to think what are the right. pros and cons consistently of every right. variable that you go through in life. Right. But 
typically that's just how I have. And even when my father passed away, my uncle, you know, he instilled something into me where he said, you know what? You can't cry about your father, you know, passing away all the time. You have to have a plan. You have to have a procedure. What's your procedure? And I was like, what the fuck is a procedure? Uh, eight. I don't know what the fuck that is. Bad excuse. But That's bad. what your uncle said to you when you were eight. You can't keep yeah. crying about your dad. Yeah, yeah. What was he like military yeah. or something? He sounds very. Well, I mean, I think I think his I think our our grand uh, his father was military, so I think that uh-huh. was maybe they were just really stern and very blunt uh, people. But you know what? That changed me a lot because I was you know I'm gonna be honest with you. Be honest. I was walking around fucking crying for anything. Really. Yeah, yeah, because your dad died. That's I felt empowered. Dramatic. That was it. Wasn't really that. It wasn't really that. I felt empowered to cry because everybody felt sorry for me then. Mm, and then you would get it, it began to be like an attention thing. Like I could not even yeah. be talking or crying about my father at the time, but somebody would come over and say, "Oh, are you sad about your father?" Next thing I fucking knew, I was like, Grrr! you know, and I was <laughs> my eyes are swelling. There's snot running my nose. Buy me something. Yeah, yeah, everybody's like, you know, honestly, I didn't even, th- yeah. I wasn't even thinking about it all the time. But when somebody brought it up, and then I just fucking start crying about it in general, I felt like I had to. So until my uncle told me that. I would have kept on fucking crying throughout life when, when shit got tough. So he taught me to stop and say, wait a minute, what's your procedure? What are you going to do about now? Your father is gone. What's your plan? Are you going to cry for the rest of your life? Or are you going to come up with something different? What are you going to do? It's okay. But what are you going to do? What are you going to do now? And I was like, holy shit, that's a fucking big, I remember I just, I stopped crying instantly. I was like, holy shit. The fuck? That's a big yeah. What so the what fuck did you is do? my procedure? What was your plan? What was your procedure? Did my you fucking plan from that from there on out was I need to have a plan. <laughs> that was my fucking plan. I need to have a fucking plan every fucking time now because I don't have one. I realized I have no fucking plan. I don't have a fucking procedure. What the fuck is my yeah. procedure? I need to figure that fucking yeah. procedure out, bitch. Yeah. Get it to work, brother. You need to figure yeah. out your procedure. Bitch. You have no fucking procedure, yeah. bro. Get your procedure together. And I, I realized, yeah. like, man, yeah. dude, I'm fucking Get your procedure on, man. Yeah. So it was a life-changing moment. You know, it just I mean, it made me I, think into another realm. Yeah. Oh, no. I. Well, and that, and that created the person that you are today, right? So it's like that's the. Um, I think I was already I critical. I, I was already like critical. For me personally, thinking. it's just I. I think I was critical thinking already, but I think it just made me more uh more aware of things and start planning things further and further out and thinking of so many different variables more than what i did normally so it just expanded me from where i was already at and i was like holy shit so your uncle came in and expanded you yeah see and that's the like i think that this life is you know a school and we just come down here to learn honestly like, I think that everything that happens just shapes us and makes us into the people that we are today. I mean, who knows who I would be if I was born into another family, you know, like maybe I would be something be different. Maybe I would be, maybe I wouldn't even be here. Yeah. I wouldn't be me. I would be somebody else at this point, but then also well, like how much of it is nurture and how much is nature. Yeah. I mean, I could be a lot better off, you know, I mean, who knows? Maybe I'm, I would be like some billionaire living in a castle um riding a pony around all day i don't know i could be something completely different but like you know i think that we also choose 
I don't know. I, this is going into the spiritual realm. This is totally just my belief only, but you know, I think we choose our life paths. I think that, you know, everybody that we come into contact with that has some meaning in our life, I think that they're part of our soul family and we kind of make that deal before we get here. Anyway, I know that that's all woo woo and she, she, but like, I just feel like she, she. speaking she, Chinese. I don't think it's she, 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 she would be fancy, right? Woo woo. Oh, she, she. She, 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 what does she, she, she mean? Shen Shen. Uh, she, 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 um, one, she, 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 thank you. Or Shen Shen. I think Shen Shen is bye-bye. She, she, I think is thank you. Okay. I don't see. Which, maybe way, I, know Chinese. I normally remember it, but I just, I'm, I'm, I'm foggy brain right now, but yeah, she, she is a word. Maybe I just picked that up psychically from somebody who speaks Chinese nearby. I don't know. Yeah. Maybe it just got into my head. I don't know. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I just think that, you know, we're the product of our experiences and we're the sum of all our experiences. And, you know, here we are. And, you know, and from this point on, we keep changing, right? Because it's like, who knows, like maybe us doing a pod podcast together, maybe that changes something for one of us. Maybe it changes something for both of us. Maybe it doesn't do anything at all. Like, I don't know. There's just a world of possibilities out there. Here's what I tell you, I think. Here's what I tell you. Tell what me I what think. you think. I think, I think it's probable. It's probable to believe that we come into this realm um, as a vacation because the other realm and different realms are so variant and there can be these memories or this type of like this, this, these, these perks that you can get visiting each realm. And there's some things that you can get on this realm that you can't get on the other because you can't do them physically. Right. Like what? And so if you want to be able to rekindle those things, there are rules for the vacation. And the rules is you have to learn something. So you may want to do life and earth for recreation, but there's rules to being able to go. You still have to learn something if you want to do that. So it's a vacation. You want to get out this other plane because you want to do other things that you liked that the physical this world does but you can't do it in this realm. So sure. you need an excuse to be able to do that. For sure. So For sure. now I'm here on this earth and now it's like, okay, this is, this is, I wanted to come really to fucking hang out and have a good time and really just do some other things that I couldn't do in this realm, but I have to, there's rules to this place. I have to learn something. There's a lesson that I have to learn too while I'm here. So this well, is and this realm is not easy. You know, it's like if you hit a wall, it's going to hurt. Like life is a struggle, you know, for a lot of people. Um, it's but like, I believe that's a part of the lesson. That's a part of the lesson. If d the luxury of coming back here and doing those things, especially I believe people who possibly it's probable to think that people who might've been here multiple times might just want to do it just for the fun of it. See, I but, hear that old souls actually have the hardest time on this planet. That's what I hear. I mean, like, I guess it really just depends. I think it depends on like, you know, it depends on what you believe and, and kind of how you want to situate it. But like there's things like numerology where, you know, de depending on what your 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 mission or goal may possibly be, if your it's life path, if yeah. it's if it's number nine, then you might be here for humanitarian, humanitarian efforts. Purposes, so that yeah. could be what what's your life negative. path number? I'm number nine. You clearly, you clear. Oh, okay. I'm a, an eleven. So oh, and shit. but my um, eleven actually. In, there's my heart's I've heard eleven is not exactly a number. It's like two because it can only be one yeah. actual number. 
Well, 11 is a master number. So there's yes. three master numbers. There's 11, yes. 22, 22, and 33. Yes. Yeah. And 33. Yeah. Thus is true. So, so yeah. And then I have a nine in one of my big things. It's like 11, nine, and five is what. Right. So, but yeah. But you know Yeah. I'm a I, master I learned, number, so that means you have to listen to me. I'm clearly an old soul, and my life sucks. So, so they say this master ain't a vacation. Number, they say a master number is technically not really a master number. It's it's they say it equal because everything has to equal to a single number. So really, if you add it up, eleven is actually really a two, and a thirty-three is actually really a six, and so on and so on. And a yeah, twenty-two but you don't is actually break it down four. from the eleven afterwards. You don't That's what they down. say, but some people argue against that. Well, who the fuck knows? Who the, who fuck, the fuck knows? knows? I like who saying knows? I'm an 11, so. But you are 11. That's yeah. a fact. That's, That's a fact. fact. I'm an That's 11 out of 10. Boom. <laughs> Boom. <laughs> yeah. So what is 11? What was uh, what, that what, laugh for? What do they say 11's mission what? is, though? What's 11's mission? Like, I, I don't even recall that. So, I mean, we're kind of here to heal the world. <laughs> Which, or are you fucking you know, Michael Jackson, heal the world, make it a better place? No, I'm fucking Maria Daskalakis, and I run a company called SoulFed, and that is the mission of SoulFed. So that's, did you say, I think that's a little bit better than Michael Jackson because I don't touch children, and I did say that out loud. Ooh, so. ooh, ooh, heal the world, make it a better place. But, but nobody ever proved that he ever it. touched. Nobody ever proved that Michael Jackson ever touched kids. Really? Nah, never was proven. Well, if he didn't Wade, touch kids, he's okay in my book. But if he did touch Wade them, Robinson, Wade Robinson was a kid who was around him who sued him. He was suing the estate for years. Mm-hmm. As soon as Michael Jackson died, he started suing the estate because he knew there was mm-hmm. money to be made. If he wasn't suing him, then I might be like, okay, maybe Wade Wait, has who? something. Somewhere. Wade Robinson. He was the kid who was dancing with Michael since he was a kid. They, they, they put out that big documentary a couple of years ago, right after Michael died. So why do you think that he is lying? Well, I, I tend to, I tend to, I don't want to sit there and say somebody's lying or not lying or who's this and who's that person, but I will say this. I will say a couple, I'll say a couple of things. I will say one, um, you know, what he could have, he could have did this when he was alive. Um, that's one. Two, if he wasn't looking for any type of money, then I would say, okay, hmm, he might have something here. But when somebody does something with, you know, the intent of Michael Jackson money, I kind of get a little bit, eh, I don't fucking know. Because every family yeah, but- that went after him was asked for some type of money, and he was giving them cash, and they were just like, "All right, cool." They yeah, were letting well, they were letting kids going over there. Yeah, they were doing well, stuff. There were other yeah. kids that were involved. Yeah, so. I mean, those parents are horrible for like letting their kids. I mean, there's no way my eight year old is going to go to some grown man's house and sleep in his room. For, like, this is not. I don't care who it is. I don't care if it's the president of the universe. I agree. That's not happening. I agree. So these parents. Really, the fault is with them. But I'm just going to say, I don't know what happened with Michael Jackson, just like you don't know what happened with Michael Jackson. But, you know, this kid, Wade, if he was dancing with Michael Jackson for years, hey, he's got money already, I will say. No, he actually didn't. He got broke. He got broke the last couple of years. Yeah, and he had a kid. (laughs) I don't know. I don't know. I just, I tend to believe the victims, but that's just me. I don't know. I mean, because we live in a victim mentality society and I'm, I'm a little bit, I'm a little bit, uh, hesitant to believe everything somebody says because sometimes people want attention 
or somebody wants something. They want money or attention or some type of thing. So it's kind of, I think we just live in the, the, the society where it says, oh, believe a victim. And I get it because a lot of people have been victimized. And in certain times, most of us all have been victimized of things. But what happens when the victim is actually the person who is the aggressor trying to make themselves look like the victim? This is what I've seen a lot of times in this world too as well. And I don't think we look at things on that ray. We look at whoever the primary, uh, whoever the person who looks like the aggressor is, is always the aggressor. And whoever looks like the victim is always going to be the victim. So for example, if it's a I woman- I think that's necessarily always true. I think ahead. so too. I mean, like even it's in laws, like you can go to different states and laws. They will typically say a man is looked at as the aggressor by default. Where are these laws? Because a lot of in a lot of states, women are not protected. So I, I didn't don't know say what. Oh wait, wait, wait! I didn't. I didn't say, say men are the aggressors. I didn't, I didn't say they were protected. I'm just saying in the court of law, if it was going, if if as soon as they, if if somebody says, if somebody's arguing, you know, and it's a male and a female, and they're dating in a relationship, mm -hmm. it's by default mm -hmm. the man as listed as the aggressor, no matter what the, the fucking really? situation. Really? Because look at look at the Johnny Depp Amber Heard trial. She's Almost the one he had to fucking pay to prove that she was Johnny crazy. Depp. Oh, huh? Yeah, but is she crazy or did he just fucking win because he's the guy and everybody believed the oh, guy? See, and it's so typical or, in society to be like, oh, the woman spoke up, she's crazy, right? Or, right, that could be true. Or. Is it not the opposite way that we believe that he that she's not crazy because we always typically want to say that the victim is a is a is a woman at all times and that maybe but she has she might like alive. text messages to prove it. You know what I'm saying? Oh, it's not like she lied. Story. Well, but but immediately you were like, well, she's crazy. So maybe instead of believing that she's crazy, you can look at the option of like, hey, maybe she's not crazy. Maybe things are slanted against women in this world, which they kind of are. We're still treated as I think that, class citizens. I think that women, I think levels. And I agree. I think so too. But I think I think it gets to be it begins to be dangerous when we just automatically by default think, oh no, no, no. We no, no, don't no. automatically by default. I think we, we do. Well, I think we do. But look at because, the Johnny Depp Amber well, Heard thing. Like everybody thinks she's crazy. He may have spent a lot of money, but he fucking was the one who wanted to go after her, not the other way around. He yeah. went after her. So and she still got crucified. I mean, I don't think it's always. What do you mean she went after her? Up. I don't know the whole fucking Johnny story. Johnny so Depp like, went after her. Too, so yeah. she wrote an article. She goes, she wrote an article for the Atlantic or the New York Times or something like that. And um, she had a ghostwriter who did it. And she talked about being abused in a relationship. And she never named him by name. But I think she said one of the movies that he was in or whatever. So he sued her. For, um, for defamation of for character. libel, yeah, defama defamation of character, right? Yeah. Which is total bullshit. Just fucking let it go, okay? Really? First of all, yeah, I think so. Because first of all, she's got the text messages that say, I mean, he did hit her. There's what no denying. Like, oh, what did he say? What was the text It was message? like between her and his assistant. And he, the assistant was like, I'm sorry, Johnny didn't mean to hit you. He didn't mean to lay a hand on you. Like stuff like that. Or like in text messages. And she still got crucified. And she still got called crazy. And you didn't even know the story. And your automatic I still can't sit there and say that. Was that she was crazy. But you didn't even know the story. And you immediately sided with Johnny Depp. And that's exactly no, what I'm talking about. No, I didn't. I didn't is, yes, you did. I didn't. You said I that, didn't well, she's crazy. He I didn't to, immediately. He had to waste his money his to bed. prove that she was crazy. She's shit in his bed. <laughs> what are you talking about? She shit in his Did bed. She shit in his bed? Is that a real thing? Did she shit in his bed? She shit in his now bed. Now I have dude. to Google Amber Heard shitting. 
Hold on. I don't believe you. Amber Heard. <laughs> There's no sanity. <laughs> I'm going to call you crazy if you shit my bed. I'm sorry. <laughs> Dude. That's all no I needed to hear. fucking way. That's no, all she, I needed to hear. She denies leaving poop in bed. <laughs> she says she didn't leave it. So of course I'm she fucking say, did. <laughs> yeah, but he's also crazy. Have you? She. There was a hey, video listen. of him, and he was okay. like wasted at nine in the morning, and he was like, but he's Johnny Depp. You don't think that dude? I don't think Johnny Depp so is a, is a normal hurt. guy. I don't think Johnny Depp is a normal guy. Nobody would sit there and believe that Johnny Depp. Johnny Depp is fucking weird. Number one, I've always thought he's weird. So sorry, he's weird. I, and I didn't. I never would not think that Johnny Depp's not a little bit crazy. Never, never thought that. We all expect Johnny Depp to be a little bit cuckoo. He's not Just that a little cuckoo. bit. He's a little bit. He's a little bit. I mean, I don't know him that well to say anything other. But I think he's a little bit. He's a, he's an eccentric individual. I think he's an eccentric individual. But Amber Heard. I don't know much about her, but okay, I know the so some things that I did her. This centric, and you call her crazy. Do you see the difference in the words that you're using? And I don't mean to be hard on you. Because on he didn't this, shit in her bed. Something in our society. Because he didn't shit in her bed. But first of all, she denies it. You don't know if she's the one who left the poop. You don't know if she left the poop. That's everybody saying she shit in the bed. There was like a, I think there was like a video clip where they said they showed her saying she shit in this bed. <laughs> there, there is no video clip of her shitting in the bed. Yeah, I think there's she, she no had to way because like I would have heard it. There's something yeah. that they, yeah, everybody was talking about it because they kept on sharing all the clips all through social media and she everybody was laughing the about dog. it. Of she course, she blames the, the fucking dog. dog. The dog. <laughs> it was his Yorkie. It was his Yorkie. His teacup Yorkie boo. I can't believe she, I can't believe there was it shit. Amber heard you know that shit somebody shit in my Johnny dog Depp's was? bed. I can't believe this is what we're talking about. Did did Amber Heard shit in Johnny Depp's bed? Why the fuck is Siri so shitty right now today? <laughs> she denied under oath that she was the one who left feces in the actor's bed. She denied a bunch of stuff for under oath. So did he, I'm sure. Do you think of course, he's innocent? People look, at how, look at how you're fighting for him. Look at how you're No, I did him. I did not. Amber Heard says her therapist notes excluded from the child. Da, 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 da. She had eaten Johnny therapist says D. Amber Heard been lying her whole life. Who said that? Therapist says Amber Heard been lying her whole life. 12 therapist hours ago. Who has never met her has said. And Amber Heard will have to pay Johnny Depp $8 million for defamation. And therapist has said that lying has been a long life pattern for the actress heard who yeah, continues to stand by declarations which the court believes to be false has been accused of being a narcissist who uses lying as a defense mechanism speaking on her youtube channel right rise beyond abuse professional psychotherapist angelica a woman has shared her thoughts on the trial and specifically on Heard's personality what Wait, i have seen throughout this Heard? trial are symptoms of narcissistic personality disorder. I agree with her her diagnosis and borderline personality disorder, said Angelica. Right here, she says she will stand by her testimony until she dies. Of course, this is things the narcissist is, uh, excuse me, this, of course, this is a thing the narcissist is that they lie. Excuse me. What is the motto of a narcissist? Lie till you die. 
This is yeah, a woman saying she's alive. Was just saying five minutes ago. Weren't you the one that was just saying five minutes ago that you don't believe in therapists? And also, this is a therapist that just saw her in court. Oh, I never I said I don't believe. I never said. See, I never you said can't that I don't believe. Know somebody that Wait you a minute. Just see in court. She just did that. Did Hold on one second. You can't. Okay. Can I just finish this one point? You cannot yeah. diagnose somebody that you just see in court. You need to be like seeing someone for years in order to be able to diagnose them. So this woman, this therapist, is a fucking quack. You can't just go to a courtroom and diagnose somebody. There's no way. So. I just feel like the whole thing is like, I mean, this woman just went out for like fame. Oh, she's a narcissist. Really? You got that off of a, a two month trial that you just but wait. She's a woman like, though. But wait a minute. She's a woman. So what? What does that mean? But hey, why would a woman do that? Because women attack women too. See, it's there in we our go. Psyches. So nobody knows. I, I think what my point is, is like, nobody knows what the true intentions are, but what has been brought to the, brought to the, to the light from what I've gathered, and I'm not a pro. I'm not a pro in the whole case. I've just been heard women passing these these clips and shit to me, and telling me like, "Oh my god, this is crazy." Blah blah. Women have been telling me this, not men. No men is sharing me fucking Amber Heard shit and Johnny Depp. No, I've never had. None of my friends or guys are sharing this shit. Um, they've all shared it to me via Instagram and said, "Oh my god, she's crazy." Oh my god, she's crazy. Oh my god, you just hear what she said about this? Oh, she pooped in the bed. Da, da, da. This is where I've, I've I've heard of these like clips and things been sent to me through Instagram yeah. from women, and so for me. When I hear some of these things, once I hear shit in the bed, I'm kind of I'm kind of done with you. I'm kind of like, oh, something not right there. Um, you know, I'm writing you off a little bit. I don't know if I could take you for grand salt, but I'm not sitting there saying, as I said earlier, I believe there's a balance of things. I do not believe that Johnny Depp is a sane, perfectly individual. Um, uh, I think he's eccentric in a way that he is eccentric. You know, he is he is a, a weird character. He dresses weird. He, I mean, I don't want to say he dresses weird, but he he chooses a different lifestyle than most people. So with a person who's eccentric yeah. like him, I don't think he might be a, not a little bit or come off a little bit cuckoo or crazy. Yeah. But Amber Heard, I don't really know much about her, but I've heard the things that I've been sent and I haven't dug into it. So I can't say for 100%, this is what it is. Cause I don't know. But a lot of people but I will say, say this. I will say well, your circle of people, not a lot of people, but no, like, it's, okay. the courts have I said just, it. I don't the know. Courts I, have think that, it. I think if, I think even if yeah, he was pointing, I think he was damned if he did, damned if he didn't. Accurate, right? Oh, say it again. Sorry. But he wasn't the one who got damned. She did. I mean, she's yeah. been crucified through this whole thing. I mean, because his, his so career really was being crucified. Damned. She started the fire. If she went to the paper and started mentioning she was abused by such and such, people already knew who she was insinuating. So you're people gonna, are gonna people are not stupid. They're gonna say, "Oh, wait a minute, who are you last dating?" And who is this such so, and such movie? Like what you said earlier, they're gonna automatically insinuate that is fucking Depp, and he understood that, and he lost movie yeah, deals now, from that. I did see that clip where he said he lost so movie deals. He got kicked off the Pirates of the Caribbean oh. because of that that whole thing. I'm crying for Johnny Depp right now. Like he doesn't. Well, I'm not saying you should money, be crying. You know? but if she, but if she did but Amber heard too, same thing. She, her career got destroyed by this. They didn't want her in Aquaman, the sequel for Aquaman. And well, they're both Jason fucked. Momoa convinced them. They're both fucked. They're both fucked. I'm happy with them both being fucked. <laughs> <laughs> I just don't believe Perfect. on, you know, Perfect. I don't believe on this. This is 100% extreme that all the time this guy is a victim. And I understand women have been persecuted and been harmed 
for thousands of years. This is horrible. But at the same time, do we over exaggerate it to the fifth power? Because now this has been such and such to women. So now we just do it all the guys. It needs to be a balance. We need equality for both women and men. That we do it all the guys now. Do you think that? I think America is like that. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. I don't want no scrubs. A scrub is a guy who can't get no love for me. Hanging on the passenger side. You can't say that about a girl. You say anything about her. Wait, you're fucking. You piece of shit. You fucking asshole. But they say ho and bitch. They say ho and bitch in rap songs all the time. They I do. mean, that's they way worse rid of that than scrub. Shit. They should get rid of that. That's way worse than scrubs, right? Yeah, but who walks so, around walking around saying, but that's not a, most men don't do. walk around and say every woman's a hoe and they don't look for hoes, right? Yeah, but, but not every all women guy walk around and any, say scrubs. Yeah, tons of women do. Well, there's some scrubs out there. Yeah, Stop I'm being not a scrub. Say, I'm not saying there's not. <laughs> I'm not saying there's not, but I'm just saying that we have these situations where there are more double standards now towards it's kind of like guy hate. Fuck that. Anything a guy says, I don't like think you can't guy hate. I don't think there is. I think there is. I think, I think there like, is a United States. You know States. what? I think I think oh, there is a mistaking of calling people on their shit with guy hate. But you can't but, but you should be able not, to call but you should be able you should be able to call the opposite sex on their shit too, but guys cannot do that now. Really? You don't think yeah. so? Yeah. So the you term say, Karen, the term Karen means nothing to you. How many men out there call, you know, white women Karen who are complaining or whatever that But that know, wasn't that about white is. women necessarily or that wasn't specifically about women in general. This was about being racist and using the their card to 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 oppress other people. That's difference. Yeah, but it was specifically about a woman who did it and after that Every other woman who did that was called a Karen. If a woman complained, even she was called a Karen. I'm not defending. Oh yeah, woman. because we did. You're right. Let's talk about let's talk let's about talk Rachel about. Rachel Dolezal, for example. I, that I woman who she pretended she. she was black. Remember, okay. and she wasn't. She was actually really Jewish, and her parents uh-huh. called her out. And she was working for like you know she was working in all of these organizations that were trying to help black people. Her husband was black. Her kids were black. You know, she, I don't know what she did, how she darkened her skin, whatever. Her parents called her out and immediately people just fucking slaughtered her. And they said it was racist. They said, blah, blah, blah. Well, Sean King's been doing it for fucking years and he's been making a ton of money off of it, off of pretending to be black. And nobody says shit about that. Really, do. So it's like, really? Yeah, but yeah. not to the point where they ruined his life. Her life is ruined. I mean, her life is ruined. She can't do anything. She can't get a job. She can't do anything. Him, he's still making money doing this shit. That's the difference. Like, but I think the thing with Sean her. King, I think the thing of Sean King, I think he supposedly can prove that he has some African lineage is what oh, they okay. ride on. And so I think that is what it is. It's like logic. The rapper. It's, he, not, it's he, not the fact that he has a dick swinging between his legs, right? No, I mean, you could, I mean, but does she, but no, 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 it's, it's like, is she, does she have this, this lineage recently? No, but, but I Sean think does. The point was she was really into the culture and she and that's was fine. Really she should into, do the fuck she wants. You know, I'm not against that. Yeah, at all. She should be able to do the, anybody, the race, racism exists, right? Slaughtered for it. Right. I agree. Races, race doesn't okay. exist. It's a social construct. So let's get that. Let's get, let's get that out of the point. Everything else is just fucking made up. That's right. Yeah, that's right. That's right. And if you want to be black, be black. If you want to be white, be fucking white. Be whatever the fuck you want to be. What kills I mean, me yeah. is just this whole thing of like, oh, I don't know. I feel like in the last 
20 to 30 years, women have really started sticking up for themselves. And even with the Me Too movement, the, the moment the Me Too movement came out, sure, there's going to be some people that cry wolf and, you know, aren't, but that's on every side. That's humanity. That's not just women. Right. Doing that. That's, but that's what happens when things get well. unbalanced. But it's not when it gets to be extreme. It's finally balanced. When everything when everything a woman so does. Long, I think it's extreme. I think it's extreme. It's, it's, it's extreme propaganda at a certain point when it should be a balance. It's a, we need to get women, you know, um, their rights, you know, um, clarified and, and done properly. We need men that get their rights properly and done. We need a balance, but we can't just automatically sure. put a man as automatically by default as victim. So, yeah, he might get cleared on the law. Let's say that he, he gets cleared on the law. Most women still don't believe it. He still did it. He still fucking did it. Now you know he did it. Because they've seen it. They've seen it happen in their 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 background, their lifestyle and in, in, in their history. So they just can't see that a man ever being innocent. No, he had to do it. He had to do it. No, he did it. You know? No, but your friends are on Johnny Depp's side, right? Because you said that they sent you Oh, I mean, this is a new thing though. The whole Johnny Depp thing is a new a new variance, right? This is a new thing separately yeah. out of that. And this is a this is like a this is a this is a guy who's loved by all people and he supposedly with johnny depp you know from what i've gathered is she shitted on his bed so um that doesn't usually clarify you from being total innocence um if you start shitting, on, shitting on his bed and like you said before we weren't there so you <laughs> don't know calling... if she shit in his bed no you but don't know. You're, you're right just listening to other people's stories right we weren't there we don't know this is true but there are men and women in that courtroom who believe that she's in wrong Sure. And they believe that she's a pathological liar because they've had to show some type of evidence and patterns. You can't just say somebody's a pathological liar and get men and women to believe in it, especially women to believe in a dude. They most of the time believe that he's an abuser. Didn't, she didn't get convicted for being a pathological liar. That wasn't like part no, of she didn't have to was... get convicted for it. But she th that but if she's making a claim or if she's saying certain things, she's 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 using things like deformation of character then she has to, you have to go on, is she lying or not? Right. So she if we can prove, prove that she's lying a lot. She has we, to prove that she's not lying, right? Right, because she had no proof necessarily of saying the other. It Obviously, there had to be a large amount of proof that everybody watched this shit publicly that had to prove that she was not lying. But obviously, right. there was right. a lot of proof showing that there was consistency with her lying without any doubt multiple times. So having said that, out. Having said that, do you still believe that men are being victimized? Having said that and saying you know, I think, she had to show a large amount of proof to show that she was telling the truth and he did No, both of them have to do that. Both of them have to show a lot of, a large amount of proof. I mean, Johnny Depp is already his his name is already smeared on no matter what. As soon as she makes any accusation, his name is smeared. He can't just walk around. It doesn't matter. It, it, no matter what, if she even if it was just fun or whatever it may be, if it was a joke, whatever, let's just say that. For example, it doesn't matter. Once she mentions that Johnny Depp did something, his fucking life, the rest of his career is going to be like Johnny Depp, Amber Heard, Amber Heard. Oh fuck, did you do that? It's always going to be that tear, that sin of doubt. Doesn't matter. Yeah, you taint it. It's never going to be the same to me. And right. I had a huge crush on See? him. There you go. A long time ago, but See, there you go. And so it's now like, he's just a woman beater. So To some women, it will always be that way, even if he didn't do it. And even if he was proven innocent. This is the point. But just like Amber Heard seems crazy to you. Even it's not, if she no, didn't I think do that's it, different. Even if the she court, was innocent. How is that? No, different? but the court proved her the court and everybody it else didn't involved. Prove anything. Did it was prove, an opinion. 
The court just well, went an with opinion. an opinion. But everything's right? an opinion. So the though, jury right? went with an opinion. They went with the opinion that she was nuts and she fucking deserved to pay Johnny Depp. That's what it was. Mm. And there's bias in that, right? Okay. But it's not like they proved it. They didn't prove anything. Well, they had to have some type of evidence. The jury's just not going to believe in a magic fairy. You got to have some type of evidence. You have to have some sense of proof to make them, without any doubt, believe that such and such didn't do this thing. So there had to be a large amount of evidence because at the beginning of the trial, people were believing against Johnny Depp. Mostly everybody was like, holy shit. He even lost all his deals immediately before him that. They didn't even wait till the trial began. As soon as he got accused, they were yeah, like, no, fuck that. Yeah, whose fault was that? Johnny Depp's for, for doing that. For taking but we don't have any proof that he did all this stuff. He was chosen. He was, he was proven that he didn't, you know, uh, that he wasn't this, this, this person that she was supposedly saying he was or he wouldn't have been chosen uh, not guilty, right? Yeah, but now every slime bag out there and every like gross guy who treats women like shit is going to be like, "Oh, Johnny Depp is such an inspiration for me." Really? Because you I seem disagree. to go the other way with women. You don't got you Johnny Depp. Think that all women Number one, are be- I guess what yeah. I'm saying is, if you don't have Johnny Depp money, good luck on that shit. Because even if he did or did not do it, if he didn't have the money to be able to pay for those expensive ass fucking lawyers, he would have never gotten off of that, no matter what. So Johnny Depp lost in the UK, but he won in the US. I don't even know how the fuck that even makes sense. He maybe we're not even educated enough to talk about this. Oh, okay, 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 okay. I know now I'm just obsessed with it. I mean, I should have paid attention a little more. I mean, I'm not educated enough to talk about the whole scenario, so I don't like going too deep in this fucker shit because I don't even know it really about it, but I just know the stuff that I was being sent. He believes the main factors that influenced Mr. Depp's victory was the fact that his trial was before a jury while his UK trial over an article that called him a wife beater was before a judge in a British tabloid that called him a wife beater. Amber Heard is comprehensively lost in the court of public opinion and in front of the jury. Yeah, so it's just public opinion. She's lost in the court of public opinion. They, his lawyer, who he got a female lawyer too, of course. So, you know, that the message there was sending, he was sending like, look, I love women. My lawyer is a woman. You know, it's like, it's just like all of, I don't know. I mean, I've worked in, I've worked so- in, here's what it is. I'm going to be honest with you. I've worked in Los Angeles. I've seen a lot of shit go down. Yeah. I've seen a lot of shady shit go down and I've seen yeah. a lot of lawsuits. I've yeah. seen a lot of people sue a lot of big famous men for a bunch of bullshit that never went down. And, and they, they were lies. The they were lies. Like I was, I, I can't, I'm trying to think like what I can say publicly, but I, <laughs> I'm going to say this. I was in a, I was in a, I was hanging out with some friends in these other, this celebrity thing and with some other celebrities, numerous celebrities. And there was this one woman and she was super cool, really pretty girl. And she was cool. I saw her at different, uh, different types of uh, music video shoots and stuff like that. A bunch of my friends shoot a bunch of stuff. And totally, you know, I'm like, hey, what's going on? Hey, how are you doing? Keep, we always kept in touch, contact and just, you know, catch up because there are people in the industry. And I was just like, you know, one time we were hanging out and we were all in a car and such and such. And she went in the car and was smoking weed with a bunch of these other guys. And I was like, fuck that. I don't smoke weed. So I stood outside of the van. And she decided to sit in there and smoke with him. And all of a sudden, you know, I was like, man, I'm ready to go. And she gets out. She walks out. She's leaving. She's like, all right. I say, hey, see you later. Bye. She's like, yeah, bye. I'm, I'm, I'm fun. I'm high now. Blah, blah, blah. She walked out. She was just sitting in the van smoking with him. I was looking right at her the whole fucking time. And she was laughing, making jokes, being funny. Mm-hmm. And um, 
she literally um, left and literally, uh, you know, I never thought anything of it. Then all of a sudden I can't go too deep in because I might reveal shit, but all of a sudden my friend says, Hey, after I left, cause I decided to move back to closer to Silicon Valley and it's different things like that. He was like, Hey, did you know such and such got sued? And I was like, what? He's like, yeah. Do you remember that one girl? I was like, yeah, she's my friend. He's like, yeah, she sued such and such for 500 K. But he, he took it out of the court of law and he paid her the money. She said that this person, the celebrity, was involved and tried to make her not leave a place she wanted to leave and she wasn't safe. And she felt like they were going to attack her. Okay. That should never fucking happen. Okay. So First of all, the, the celebrity... You were there? Yeah, and the celebrity wasn't was even crazy. with her. He wasn't even there. He was gone. It was her fucking brothers. So maybe this happened beforehand with this. And I talked to her and I've talked to her consistently during that time or even after that time. And we, she, she never mentioned to me, oh, yeah, you know, I did blah, blah, blah. She never was like, hey, what's going on? I moved to Florida. I was like, damn, you got a lot of new money. I was like, damn, did you marry a rich dude? She's like, oh, yeah, you know, I'm doing fine. Da, da, da. I was like, all right, cool. It's good. She, yeah. she, she's doing great. I didn't see her yeah. like that before. But now she came up with a bunch of money. And now I know fucking why. I was like, holy shit. That's what fucking happened. But that's just one, that's one scenario that I've seen. I've seen it happen numerous of times. Somebody's brother was a court person. Somebody's brother was a lawyer. Somebody's brother was a fucking cop. Somebody's brother was this and et cetera. And I've seen people do some shady shit. I've seen it. And I've hung, I've, I have friends that were solicitors in the state. And they told me how the shit works. You know, one of my friends, he was, her, her, uh, her aunt was a, a solicitor for one of these states. And her father, you know, uh, attacked them as a child. And so what she did is she became a solicitor because she wanted to stop abuse. And so she just learned like any type of thing that came up against guys, she was just quick to just like, oh, no, 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 no. So now she knows like anything that certain, certain things that get brought up in the court are automatically going to get fried if they don't have a lawyer because certain things happened in the past with men. So therefore now we need to fucking put us, push on the gas because, you know, this type of thing is happening. And now we got somebody who had something in their past. Now they're making laws or they're pushing laws. And so these things happen a lot of times in the system, but then there's a lot of innocent people that get involved in this. My problem about this is the people who really get affected and really get hurt by these, these people, you know, men, whether it's men or women, it's like the people who are really the innocent ones and the people who are the ones who really actually did some shit are both getting their, their fucking shit fucked over by people who are abusing the system. This is the real, the real problem for me. They're, they're not letting, allowing the victims to be victims. People taking, you know, advantage of, the law or the opportunity or whoever the victim is just so they can, you know, I don't know, get a little, little money or, you know, they can sue somebody or fuck somebody over or stop somebody from doing something, whatever it may be. You see a lot of these type of things happening. And especially in the entertainment industry, I saw it all fucking time. People just making up shit. Oh yeah. I slept with this person like 20 years ago and shit. And it's like, oh yeah, I heard they got a new deal. So now they got, now they fucking, you know, I got this deal. I want to sue them. And now their I careers. Mean, I worked in entertainment for a long time and I never saw that shit on my side, but I also did like the male dominated stuff, you know, like I did stand up comedy and I would fucking go in there and, you know, a lot of the men were cool, but some of them were not. And I so they, they would weren't. just say shit like, you know, like, Gross. oh, you're a girl. Don't even go up there because women are not funny. You know, like I would hear shit like that all the time. And so like, I really, I was an editor. I had my ass slapped while I was editing actually by this editor who was really um, well known in Hollywood and I didn't want to report it. 
And I accidentally, stupidly, like I was at a bar one night with one of the producers. I had a couple of drinks and I told her and I said, don't tell my boss. So sure enough, she tells my boss and it becomes this big thing. And I was scared to report it because I knew this guy was big in Hollywood. And if I wanted to go to another production house and work and he was there, he could say, hey, this girl reported me for sexual harassment fucking blah, 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 all of this bullshit. And I would be ostracized. They would blacklist me because yes, that's the way would. it works. So I've seen it happen on that end too. You know, oh, it's and happening. It's like, that's it's not cool. You can't fucking slap my ass. Like what the fuck? But I'm scared to say anything and I'm scared to get you in fucking trouble. And I'm having a heart attack and I'm the one who's suffering for this. I mean, to the point where like he was on my Facebook and loving all my pictures and liking all my shit, like nothing had happened, you know? And it's like, that's, not cool that's not it's fucking not cool so i think what i'm saying too as well is like and, and i'm gonna i'm gonna be honest with you some situations like that for example like there's been there's there's situations that i'd have to you know that i was in you know that could have blacklisted me from los angeles too as well you know where yeah. i gave music to certain big powerful people and they took the fucking music and it went three times platinum with it i had the choice to either go hey look do i sue them and then risk being blackballed because everybody is friends with this person sue them sue nah. them you can sue no you don't you don't you don't fuck with certain people because it's just it's it's not the same thing like being like i can't get away with like oh they touch my butt type of shit you, you know and los angeles there it's a type of place I where can't they can get just, away with that either you can just end up i can't get away it. with that either well i'm just saying like there's a little bit less uh what's the word i'm looking for they don't give a fuck if they get rid of a guy he fell and bumped his head I that's true i don't necessarily know i don't, I don't true, know if it's but, true either but i i don't I, see i see less sympathy for getting rid of a man if you, if, it, if it happens to a woman they're going to bring that shit up or it's going to hit the tabloids a dude eh, he just fought, maybe fought with some guys or somebody was mad at him and something happened we don't know they'll let it go a little bit easier i don't know i mean i'm trying to think like okay like what happened in florida right with that um with that black man whose name that I can't remember now, that African-American man. Are you talking about Trayvon Martin shit? No, 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 no. But it's yeah. same, similar experience with, where they beat the shit out of him and he ended up dying. These like three rednecks. Was it racism? Whatever. Oh, it was totally racism. That's different though. And that, See, that, 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 that pushes tabloids. Racism is a different sector. It's different. Like any type of racism gets tabloids and then that, that gets pressure. There's political things involved in that. But I'm talking about just, you know, when it comes to music theft and making millions off of that, tons of people are getting paid from that in the industry, way up top. You will fucking get missing real quick if you start bringing out that they owe you money because everybody else is involved. So all you got to do is go pay some bum or whatever to go fucking who has no fucking issue getting rid of you. And it's just that easy. You can do it even, you can do it overseas. You can do it when somebody's in a vacation. Anybody can do it. It's easy. When you're that powerful, it's easy to do. You can be in another country. Somebody just pay some other dude. They'll do it for fast and, you know, get off. It's easy. It's not that hard. When you got that much power, I don't care who you are, male or female, it, you can get rid of somebody. And so what I'm saying is there is oh, also that sure. fear. Look, money, also money from anybody trumps power. everything. Yeah. Exactly. And I got some money, but I didn't have that much yeah. power and influence. So therefore, yeah. when it comes to that, I still have to think about the same things that you sat there and thought about. We're like, except nobody touched me. They just stole all my fucking cash, which I don't know what hurts worse. 
the millions of dollars well, and no credit I, or <laughs> I can't I mean, put them together. People in, in Hollywood all the time for intellectual property and like, stealing. yeah, but it, it depends on, so, it depends on who they are and what they are. Like you see guys like Harvey Weinstein. He, it took a big situation to get yeah. him down. This yeah. wasn't the first time he did this. And he's not oh, the no. only person yeah. in LA doing this. Oh no. This shit is happening all the time. Yeah. They just used him for a fucking, you know, a, a fucking, they used him for an example, but there's tons of people doing this still consistently and it will be done afterwards. It's always happening in LA and it's happening to men and women. I've been to tons of times where I've talked to big people and they were like, Hey, look, is anybody gay here? Oh no, I'm just asking. Like, what do you mean, dude? Oh, I had a friend who was like a child star and he was like molested by these fucking producers and shit, you know, like, and nobody, and back in the day, nobody ever talked about that stuff. Right. And so like, I mean, I, I get it. I know it happens to men too. I'm not saying it doesn't happen to men. I'm just saying that the pendulum tends, it's swung one way for a really long time. Okay. It and has. I think that I this is that. the way we get it in, into balance is it's just got to swing a little bit this way. Just we just need to straighten things out and we need to get it in the middle because you're right. It's this world is not just for women. It's not just for men. It's for both of us. And, you know, unfortunately, I think like God had a really great sense of humor because I don't know how he could create two species that were more different that he was like, now you're just super attracted to each other, even though you are so fucking different. But like, you know, it's like there's things that we both bring or that each sex brings to the table, right? And so like it's learning to respect that from both angles. And I agree with you, you know, like I'm not a feminist, I'm a humanitarian, but I do see how women have been treated up until I know that how I've been treated, you know, and maybe my debate on this is purely from selfish reasons, but I've seen this aspect, not just once, but a ton of times I've seen aspects where, you know, when I was younger, um, I was almost raped and I was with a friend who we, we were uh, spring breaking in New Orleans and nothing happened, but it was like this guy that she was hooking up with. It was like one of his friends and they all like turned on me because they were like, oh, you had to ruin everybody's time and talk about the fact that this guy almost raped you. And I wasn't looking for anything. I wasn't looking for money. I wasn't looking for anything. I was just like, holy shit, this thing just happened. So I just think that, you know, we've got to just like, I'm not saying that men should be falsely accused of things, but women need to be promoted. Like they need to be brought up to the level of respect that men have been getting for years. That's all. And I agree with that 100% because that's exactly what I'm saying. But when we go into situations where it's like everything's just like, fuck the guy, you know, oh, you, you know, you get married, you get divorced. I'm taking 50. It goes that way automatically by default. The guy gets kind of screwed in a lot of these situations. I think it's like we don't I don't believe in extremities on either side. I believe in equality, equality for women. I believe in equality for men. But when we get extreme because such and such has been a victim in the past, then we begin to oppress the other person, which is not the fucking original goal. The goal is to have this 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 balance of 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 rights and to have these you know justices uphold. There's creepy guys. There's creepy guys. Everybody knows of a creepy guy who uses his power and who attacks women in in done type of rapey situations. I know there were situations in my time. I was hanging out with some of my friends or people that I met, and they had some friends that they were hanging out with, and like one of the dudes tried to like. Force himself on this girl. I'm like, dude, what are you doing, bro? She tell you like, leave her alone. Like, fucking, 
chill the fuck out. He got mad at me. Ready to try to fight me? He's like, dude, chill out, bro. I was like, nah, dude, they don't fucking do that, bro. What the fuck? There's good dudes here in this world, just like there's bad ones. And there's good women, oh, just like there's absolutely. good ones. Absolutely. But absolutely. if we let the pendulum swing too much on one side, we begin to lose sight of reality. And if we don't think about, hey, we weren't there, we don't know, let's just all be cognizant of that. We begin to be in this like hate situation where we say, like, oh no, this happened to me when I was little. So he, you know, he did it because this guy did it to me when I was a kid. And it's just like, that's not always reality. Sometimes people lie, male or female. It's just the way humans do things. I believe in humans just doing fucked up shit. I've seen it. I've seen guys do fucked up shit. I've seen women take advantage of them of, of, of their situations. I've seen men take advantage of their situations. They just happen in different ways. Men have to do it through their power and authority. Women can do it through, you know, the social thing that I'm a woman. And it's just like different. Men just don't have that. I'm a guy. Believe anything I say. You got to have power. You got to have something on your ass before people believe you. Because I'm like, man, come on, bro. You know, you fucking touched her. You know, you did that shit. Oh, fuck that guy. He's they did for a long time, though. Before they did. They but did we're not for there. a long time. But, but, they did believe and I agree. the man. Yeah. Yes, they did. They did. And that's wrong. But that doesn't make it right to say now. Let's go. Let's go full left on that side. For the most part, we still need to keep. But I don't balance. think we are going full left. I mean, I think that you're. I think I disagree. If you up. get divorced from a man, you take fifty by default. If you get divorced okay, from a man, but if you're if you're woman sitting home and you're raising default. his kids, if you're raising his kids, well, if he and wants you're at to. home and you're creating the life, then he can stay home and you can go out and make the money. But, but that's somebody's going to get work. fifty fifty. But that's not how the yes, court works. Yes, yes, it does. It's fifty fifty. No. Where when you depends get divorced. on the state. No, it depends on the state. I know California is 50 50. Well, California is like a, a democratic uh, a, a state. So they're most likely going to go pro woman. So it's going to be mostly, a, it's going to be a woman state. So they're most likely going to give it to the woman and not the guy. You don't know that. You just, you just guessed that. I've See, heard, I've, no, is, no, no. I've heard this from is lawyers. How false news happens. No, no, no. That's okay. not true. I've heard from lawyers. I've heard from lawyers say directly in front of my face. I have tons of friends that are lawyers that said, and if, 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 if a dude thinks he's going to get rights or custody of a child, he has to prove in, in this state that she, his mama can be a crackhead before he can get custody. He's going to have to pay a lot of fucking than money. money. That's different than money. The child oh, because custody he's like, thing is different than money. What are you talking about, Willis? Because most courts are going to give it to the mother unless. But that's against a man. the mother is a crackhead. By default. But that's against a man by default. With them. I beg your pardon? What you say? I was thinking, uh, like, unless the the kid, what, huh? Um, unless the kid wants to go. Yeah, but they got to be oh. at a certain age, right? Squadcast was like, "Are you still here?" I'm like, "Yeah, I'm oh, still shit. here." Oh shit, Squadcast, you guys got to uh, fucking close out, bro. Now we got five hours. They, they probably yeah. want to check out, but we should be almost done anyways. But um, they probably want to check in and make sure we're safe. You know, make sure we're using the system well. Um, not using They're like, well, you guys are hours. fighting a little too much about men and women. Let's break this <laughs> out now. And <laughs> it's like, you guys need to shut this shit up. We're going to censor this shit. No, I mean, I get it totally because I was raised by my mom for sure. And I, I understand it. I've seen it. I've seen it happen. I've seen it happen. Trust me, I've seen it. But at certain points, I've seen, I've seen both sides of these things happen. And I've seen how they've been played with. And I've seen how things are now and how things are going. And it's almost like some things are comical. But that doesn't mean that, you know, we say, oh, we don't need to, you know, um, think about women's rights because this is this, this has happened. I believe 100 percent in humans rights, men or women. But I think what I'm saying is there's a lot of rights that are pushing towards the pendulum to where it's like anything a man does almost is going towards like 
being a man is bad. Don't say you want to be a man. What does that mean? You know, uh, that's it, true. It, I'll give you that. I will. Being manly that. is is bad. You oh, you. Oh, what do you? Te- you have testosterone. You can't be that. And I've seen like girls say, "Oh, this guy's too short." You know, but you know, you can't say she's fat. What? You say that Whatever. shit. Whatever. Men say they're she's fat all the time. So I don't. They even do, hear that. but you get into yeah. a fat ass fight. The, I'll see girls turn around quickly. You can't say that. But you can say he's short. Know. I don't like short guys. <laughs> I don't well, like guys with short, little dick. Short is like the male fat chick. It's the, he's got a little dick. It's easy, chick. and everybody laughs. Even the guys laugh. Yeah. Even short. Even the guys will jump in and laugh. Yeah. But everybody, everybody laughs at the fat chick jokes too. Like when nobody's around. Not now. Not, not fucking now. Direct. I was I was in fucking Turkey, and it was it was, it was fucking crazy because it was another girl that was with us. Just because she was really pretty, the other girls, um, we were sitting down, and she was like, "Hey." Can you um move over because this is like too tight? Like I can't even fit. And the other girl says, "Oh," to the other girl that was with us, like, "Oh, are you body shaming me?" And we were like, "Huh?" And she said, "You can't body shame me. I'm you calling me fat." And she was like, "I'm not body shaming you. I just said that I can't fit." But it was yeah. just quick. This whole thing of this body shaming thing. So yeah. it's like you can't but say anything less, about anybody's weight. That's less about hating men and more about like how crazy political correctness has gotten. And I agree with you, my friend, like we have gotten to the point where we are editing language and I am completely uncomfortable with that. Um, As a comedian, as somebody who's done comedy before and who has appreciated, like, you know, like we used to say when we would go to open mics and stuff, like the one rule with comedy was like, if it's funny, you can fucking say it. It doesn't matter what it is. If it's fucking funny, you can say it. So it's like, if I heard a sexist joke and it was funny, I would fucking laugh, you know? But now you can't do any of that stuff. And I think that we get really dangerous when we start editing people's language, because when we edit people's language, we start editing their thoughts, right? We start editing how people think. We create a whole different thing. And I mean, I guess it's not, it's not terrible to not hate people. It's not terrible to, you know accept that people are different what i don't like is when people get mean about it like if you don't guess somebody's right gender and they get mad at you for that and you're like i'm sorry i didn't mean that i just i didn't know you know i'm not a dick i'm not gonna make you mad for no reason so i agree i mean you couldn't do that i mean the problem is is like things change so fast and if you don't catch up whatever's you know at the time you know the norm you're yeah. outed, you know? I mean, yeah. it's it's yeah. almost like, you know, being a heterosexual male at some yeah. point almost is like a joke sometimes when you go out sometimes, you know, because people will be like, they don't feel sorry for a straight man. They'll be like, yeah, man, you know, blah, 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 you know, oh, screw you, you're a jerk or you're that, blah, blah, blah. But, you know, I know some friends that are guys, they'll be like, hey, I'm going to go to the gay club because, you know, I get more girls there. And I'm like, what, dude? Yeah, that's smart guys. Smart guys. Yeah. If I were a dude, that's what I would do. That's totally what I would do. You know what? I, I don't do that's that because I'm not perpetrating. Going. I'm not perpetrating, you know, I mean, I respect my friends that are, you know, gay, you know, do your thing, but you know, and if they want to come to the same places I want to come to, come on, let's do it. We don't have no difference. Right. But it's like, when it comes to, I'm, I'm not going to go to a club where I feel like I, that's not what I'm looking for. You know, it's just not for yeah, me. There's a ton you know, of women I, for every I'm not gay for that. man out there. There is a straight woman that is attached to his hip. So you, these are the yeah. facts. These are the facts, but you know, I, I'll let them do. I'll let them do that. You know, I, I, I like the, the 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 world of just having a good time, and you know, nobody whispering in my ear. Nobody whispering <laughs> in your ear. 
whispering in your ear. <laughs> like what? <laughs> yeah, it was literally. I was I was at this one bar because like. No, I was at this one bar, right? This was totally hilarious, right? And there's this one guy, right? And like one of my friends called me out there and like this one friend, she's like a lesbian or whatever. And she's like calling me. She's like, hey, hey, good to see you, whatever. So I was like, hey, what's up? And I'm going, she's like, come over here. So I'm like, hey, what's up? And I'm going towards her. And when I'm standing there, and this is a regular straight bar, but uh, you know, all of a sudden when I'm standing there, there's a guy, he just stops and he stands right in front. And it's like tight, you can't move. And I'm like, bro, what are you doing? Like back up, like move up. Why are you going to stop right here in front of me, dude? Like seriously, I have to stand here and your ass is right there, bro. This is weird, bro. I'm good. Move. Can you give me a little bit of space, bro? Seriously? This dude yeah. turns around and he just starts smacking me. I was like, are you fucking serious? So I had to grab his hand and say, dude, are you fucking, are you okay? Do you have a job? Do you have a life? Yeah. Do you have a career? Yeah. I can literally yeah. beat your ass. But here's the <laughs> point. I don't want to. I just wanted to come on here with my friends, bro. Like, seriously, why did you fucking touch me, bro? Seriously? That's yeah. ridiculous. And he was, he was mad and he was taken by when I asked him, did he have a fucking job or no life? And he, he didn't understand. I think he just thought I was going to attack him and, and beat him up or, and fight him and stuff like that. And I don't know. He wanted to, I don't know. I guess he wanted to touch me or some weird shit. But, you know, it is what it is. But it's just like, you know, he, you know, that's what I always say. Like when dudes want to like always fight, I'm like, dude, what do y'all just want to touch each other and shit? Like, I don't want to touch dudes, bro. That's not me. You know, I'm not trying to fight other dudes, bro. Seriously, because that's really what you're doing. You're just rolling around, touching each other. You know, I'm good. You know, if that's what you want to do, do it. But I'm not into that. So it's all good. Yeah, that's but, not your thing. It's not your thing. Yeah, don't try to attack me okay. because of that. It doesn't have to be your thing. <laughs> don't try to attack yeah. me because of no. that, bro. I mean, well, he wants your attention for some reason. Yeah, but dude, you, you know, know, but here's the thing, right? If I would have swung back at him and beat his ass like he like he deserved from attacking me, then it would have been like, oh, he hit a person because he was a guy. See what I'm saying? See how this shit swings when you go too far each way? This is where his balance has to come in because then some people are going to take yeah. advantage of those things and flip them on you because he he attacked me. And if I would have whipped his ass, he was, oh, you hit a gay, gay, gay. You're gay bashing. You know, they would have said that shit for sure. Oh, yeah. But thank God three people jumped in and, and, and blocked him. But then he was still interrogating me after I told him, I said, hey, dude, relax, bro. What's your problem? I said, I don't, I don't want to have to beat your ass, bro. But you touched me, bro. Like, seriously, I sh most people would just beat your ass, bro. And he's still trying to like, come on, come on, man. Haha, -ha, what are you scared? Do you want to fight? Do you want to fight? I was like, bro, seriously. I would if I could, but I have a, a life. You need to get one. Yeah. Bro. Yeah. Because uh, fighting ain't fighting going to help you. I said, what happens if I punch you in the fucking face, you fall and you hit your head? What's it look like for me? See? Not, no. I'm yeah. good. No. I'm good. You're good. And, I, and it's You're a waste good. of energy. It is a waste of energy. Even like, anger is a waste of energy. What right? did we prove? Like, it's just, yeah. Nothing. Exactly. I mean, he won't ever touch you again, but nothing. I mean, but, you know, you can get yourself in trouble, you know? Yeah, for sure. For sure. Because for so, sure. some people, some people that have like this energy where they just like, they can't lose, you know, they just don't stop. Yeah. And no, you might knock them the fuck out. And so it's like. <laughs> I'm going to remember that for next time. Somebody doesn't stop. You got to knock. Sometimes you got to knock the fuck out, out yeah. bro. Because there's some there's people who just won't stop. With you. Yeah. I mean, here's what, here's my golden rule. Never fight with anybody who has nothing to lose. And you don't. I mean, you do, right? Never yeah. fight with anybody who has nothing to lose because it's like an endless battle. They have nothing totally. to lose. Totally. Well, yeah. And they'll probably slaughter you because when you have nothing to lose, it just makes you really fierce, right? You're just like, fuck it. 
Yeah. But then I don't even know what we're talking about anymore. To be honest, I don't know the fuck we're talking about. (laughs) What are we talking? We went Amber, Amber heard Johnny Depp beating his ass. I don't know. So many crazy ass Johnny Depp topics. We went. We did spirituality. We talked about psychics. We talked about the women's movement. Yeah, we did it. Clearly not moving you. And I'm and I'm and one thing I always like to Um, point out is that for me, we fucking did it. We did do it, and I want to point out to everyone in the audience. We are pro men and pro women here. We believe in equality for all, you know, and uh, we love you all. Yeah. And, and anyone else who's in between, I don't care whatever you are or whatever you want to sure. you know, represent yourself. We got love for you here. Yep. So listen up and enjoy the conversation. Yeah, just be nice. All, and don't just a fucking conversation ass. of thoughts and fun shit. We're having a great time. Conversation but of thoughts. There fun you go. I there fun. you go. We want to ask those questions to, you know, push the consciousness of mankind and humankind whatever you want to call it, right? We need to say humankind now. We can't we say mankind? See, now even mankind's not cool. Uh, <laughs> or even give an example of like, hey, we can have a debate and we can speak freely and we can still walk away from the table and still be friends. You know what I'm saying? Because it's about like, respect There's a lot of things. Yeah, it's about, exactly. It's about listening to other opinions. I mean, there's a lot of things that you say that I don't agree with. And there are a lot of things that I say that you don't agree with, but maybe we can learn something from each other, Right. And that's what it's really all about. So, well, for me, there is no maybe because I believe I can absorb anything from anyone and anything that they say. And I can take, I always take everything in consideration, pros and cons consistently. So, there's never a complete for me where I'm 100% right or I'm 100% wrong. I'm always like, hmm, there's a point here. I'm well, taking I'm 100% right. There you go. So, you got to say, <laughs> each its own. I just so don't it believe. balances out. No. <laughs> Yeah. So I think I would say probably from here is, um, you know, I I did have one, uh, one or two more questions. Yeah. Yeah. What was like, you know, you did reality TV. What Mm -hmm. was that like? What were some of the craziest and wildest, weirdest experiences that you had with reality TV? Oh man. Reality TV was so fun, but I'm going to tell you viewers, if you go out there, uh, definitely try to be in front of the camera because it is way more glamorous in front of the camera than it is behind the camera. Um, I, I got a call one day from a friend of mine and he was like, oh, so when I was in my 20s, talking about gay men, my gay husband is this guy, Michael, and in our 20s, and he's hilarious, like so funny. And we used to go out in our 20s all the time and get wasted and just make everybody laugh. Like we would just have the whole fucking room going, me and him. And he would always say, you're so funny. I'm going to get you on TV one day. And I was like, whatever, because at the time he was doing HGTV shows, you know, and I was like, what am I going to do? I'm going to renovate a room like that's never going to happen. So one day I was this was like he moves to L.A. years later. I'm like, you know, going home from work or something. I get this text message and it's from my friend, Michael. And he says, Maria, he says, I'm working on the show and I'm casting a wedding coordinator. He said, and I've auditioned about 15 girls. And all I keep thinking is I really need a bitch like Maria. He's like, will you audition for this? And I was like, sure, no problem. You know, so I auditioned for it and I got it. And we went to New Orleans and it was just so much fun. It was crazy. It was wild. Um, I don't know if I have any stories that I can tell, but it was pretty amazing. What do you mean you have any stories you can tell? What do you mean? There? Yeah. What do you mean you can't tell? You can't tell the story? Well, I, I mean, I can't. There are certain things that I can't. I can't tell. No, I can't tell the stories. 
What did you in I mean, they're what, good, what's going but on? I can't tell the stories. Ah. Uh, uh. Well, so what's I next? Would be what's... outing some people and I can't out some people. You gotta out the people. Tell the dirty secrets. No. So what's what's next with SoFed? Like, oh yeah. What what's next with SoFed? So, what's the goal so, of that? What are we doing there? So so the next thing that's happening with SoFed is um, the app is being created, and I'm very excited about all of that. Right now, we have a whole bunch of new workshops that we're working on. Um, right now, the next step for SoulFed is just um, expansion. You know, we've just gotten all our videos translated into ten different languages. So you know, there's Japanese, Chinese, Arabic, Greek, of course. Um, all these other languages, but the hope is to really make SoulFed a global phenomenon. So the next step for SoulFed is really to take over the world in short. There you go. Take over the world. SoulFed, one soul at a time. But yeah, it's, it's, it's definitely great having you here. I know we had a fucking bunch of difficulties trying to get this out. Hopefully we get this out the way we want it to. This is our second drive for this shit. It's crazy technical difficulties guys and women and everybody else and yeah everyone yeah it's been crazy shit so it's great to have you on the show uh hopefully we'll have you back on again another yeah, time well you know what it was, um, it was and, uh, even more fun the second time around i agree because we weren't sweating i was sweating the the, the first time i was sweating okay it was, thank you, it, you know, it was actually really hot that day and yeah yeah <laughs> thank you Ladies and gentlemen, the Kids in the Room podcast. The Kids in the Room podcast. That's right. That's right. Brought to you by Move Faces TV. Let's, Let's go. go.